Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So Donald Trump shows up in East Palestine, Ohio, bringing food, water, and Big Macs. I kid you not. He apparently came out and said, we're going to get everybody some McDonald's. And uh, I appreciate it, man. I'm watching this video of Trump. He's getting a hero's welcome. He's getting a presidential welcome. And he is actually helping people. Call it whatever you want. Call it a photo op. Call it opportunism. Call it campaigning. Don't know. Don't care. If I see the president of the United States leave this country to Ukraine with $500 million in cash for a foreign country and ignore the people of this country, I'm going to look to anybody who's helping it out, which is why I've repeatedly given a shout out to Benny Johnson, who showed up and gave out $20,000. He did more than Joe Biden did. And he's just some internet guy. Donald Trump actually showed up means a lot. So we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Joe Biden once again fell up the stairs. I'm not kidding. I, Mark, Joe Biden literally fell up the stairs again. Okay, we got a bunch of other stories too. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into all this. But the big story right now, obviously, is East, Pal- uh, East Palestine, Donald Trump, uh, the presidency, politics, and all that stuff. So we're going to get into all that. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com to become a member and support our work. Go there at TimCast.com. Click that little Join Us button in the left. Become a member. Tonight around 10, 10 or so, after we wrap the live stream, we will have a live members only uh, uh, show. So we initially would pre-record the members only segment, put it up for members, but now it is live because we figured it out. And we are working on a private discord for members, meaning a private chat for people who want to hang out and chat 24-7. And then this will be the chat room for the live members only show with the ability to bring in callers so you can ask our guests questions as well. I think that was a brilliant idea. That was Ian's idea to do call-ins. I think that was brilliant. It adds a new dynamic dynamic to the show. So we do the main show. We hang out. We talk. Then afterwards, those who want to hang out and watch additionally and maybe have more questions, we can actually get you on to talk with with the uh, the guests. I think it's going to be really great. So again, become a member at TimCast.com. Hopefully, we'll have that whole system up and running by next week. For the time being, we don't have the live chat set up. We just have the live members only, but we're getting there. And with your support, we're going to do more awesome stuff. So smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and so much more is Mark Osley. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me, man. Who, who are you, good sir? Well, I am host of the Unwokable podcast at Unwokable Pod on YouTube, Twitter, uh, citizen journalist, and probably the least famous person to be on TimCast IRL, but I appreciate being here. Well, so, I mean, we've had like specialists and yeah. all, you know. Yeah, but no, but no, followers, yeah. no, yeah. So I got I got a few followers, but I, I mainly do work uh, with education and advocacy for kids and students in in, in Oklahoma, Red State. So right on. Yeah. Well, glad to have you. Should be fun. We also got Phil Labonte hanging out. I follow you, Mark. Hi, oh. what's up? I am Phil from All That Remains. Uh, Phil that remains on Twitter, and uh, I'm here to give my opinion. Here we go. I have one. Ian Crossland. I, last night I said some harsh things about Donald Trump, one of which I should say, I don't like talking about people when they're not here. I want to say anything I would say about someone I will say to your face when I see you, Donald. I said that I called you a liar. I love you. Never change. I, Please never change. I called you a liar. I think that just because you told a lie in the past doesn't mean that you are a liar still. It means that you lied. So I, I'm not going to judge you or call you names or any of that. I want to meet you. Thank God what you're doing in East Palestine right now, brother. Um and we can go from there. We'll go deeper into that on the show if you guys wanna. 
We got Serge Dupre on the buttons. Yes. Uh, nice, Ian. I like that. That was cool. Um, I'm excited to say that me and Phil will be on Pop Culture Crisis tomorrow. Yes, we will. Sweet, so check that out. Um, ready to start the show when you are. All right. We got this story from TimCast.com. Trump receives presidential welcome from East Palestine officials, renders relief amid Biden's absence from region. Trump, this is really America right here. We are standing in America. And boy, is he correct. Former President Donald Trump has traveled to East Palestine to survey the damage and recovery efforts following the 38-car derailment of a Norfolk Southern train carrying hazardous materials. Officials from East Palestine welcomed the former president with the chief of the East Palestine Fire Department offering him a briefing one might expect President Joe Biden to receive were he not otherwise occupied in foreign territories. Who wrote this one? Brett McDonald. I love the just like, it's kind of a jab without being a jab. It's just a factual statement. Check out, check out how the Daily Wire wrote it up. I love this one. From Daily Mail. I know this menu better than all of you. Trump orders Big Macs for East Palestine first responders and himself after delivering 13 pallets of food and Trump water to families betrayed by Biden after toxic train disaster. Betrayed I'm sorry, by man. Biden. I'm sorry, man. I, where, where's the picture of the... This is great. <laughs> Trump's standard McDonald's order, two Big Macs, two filet of fish and a chocolate shake. That is horrible. Wow. Uh, the the filet of fish is like delicious, by yeah, the way. Yeah. But I, that's a lot of food for one person. Where's the picture of the Trump water? They got Trump water on it. Look at this. Trump water. I love it. <laughs> of course. This, this, this is what I absolutely love about Trump. He will come down... And he will help all of these desperate people, and he will slap his name on the water bottle. Yeah, really. Well, to be fair, this this is what really annoyed me during the Trump administration, among many other things. They would mock Trump over Trump water, Trump magazine, and Trump steak. And what they wouldn't tell you is that this was these were brand products for his golf resorts. Yep. So when you go to Walmart and they've got the Walmart brand, it's good, great value, or whatever. When you go to a grocery store and they have their name, their that's all it is. Mm-hmm. They were acting like Trump was selling Trump water in grocery stores. So I went to Trump Doral once and they were all to all the liberals were like, Trump water went out of business and Trump magazine is gone. I walk in, I walk in the hotel room and I look down at the table and there's Trump magazine, a bottle of Trump water. And I'm like, what are these people talking about? These are companies that Donald Trump owns that provide these materials to his resorts. So Trump has a bunch of these water bottles, probably from a bunch of different resort properties. And he said, grab what we got, ship it out. Every, everybody knows that you go into a hotel and there's bottles of water. And it'll have the hotel's brand name on it, typically. Yeah. Not, not always, depending on the, 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 the tier, the star rating or whatever. But Trump has pallets of water at these hotels and just said, load up on my truck, we'll pay for shipping, and then we can give these to people who need them. Win, 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 win for everybody. Yep. Well, and, in, anything they can do to make him look bad, that's what they're going to do. And, and they'll, they'll stretch the truth or just outright lie about it. But one thing I did like about this was that this is the first sign that I've seen of 2015, 2016 Trump. Oh, yeah. In a long time, because he's been really out of the loop. He was kicked off Twitter, kicked off Facebook. That's not his fault. But that left him with it left him unconnected from what made him president. You know, and, and so this is the first signs of life I've seen going back to that kind of old school. What made him president in 2015? I don't see anything negative about what he just did. This is yeah. amazing. Has there and been negative? Has there been lash? Like I, I'm not seeing any any. Yeah, I, I, what can the corporate press say about Trump right now to bring him down? It's they, rough. They, they, they better just keep their Trump mouths water. shut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing: if they come out, and they, I'm sure they could come up with something to attack Trump over, but all that would serve to do is highlight that Trump is there and Biden yep. is not. Mm-hmm. Where's Buttigieg? Did he show up? No. Yeah. You know what? I don't care if it's a photo op. I literally don't care. He brought water with him. 
by all means, if a photo op means people in need get the help they need, then that's better leadership than what Biden is offering. It, I certainly wouldn't call it a photo op. It'd be a photo op if he was there looking around and they took pictures. But this is he's giving people life life sustenance. Right. Think well, about, he's think, also giving them air. You know, he's giving them airtime that they normally right. wouldn't get. And and that's been the problem right now. We were all talking about Chinese balloons while this was happening. And you know, I'm sure that's a serious thing. But it seemed to overshadow this giant, uh, ec- this giant. Uh, problem that was going on in ohio and that nobody was talking about until well after the fact and so i i, I commend him photo op, if it is a photo op because it, it, sh- it shines a light on the problem let's say it's a photo op biden couldn't give a damn to take a picture yeah, yeah. biden couldn't show up for 10 minutes get a picture and leave he could not even do that, that ukraine's me- ukraine's very important you know uh how many people in the united states can point to ukraine on a map yeah how many people in the united states can tell you can name three cities in ukraine or any uh, uh, what do they say oblast is that is that the, the territories they use i don't know states most people don't even know what it is or where it is nope. and many of these people are flying the flag but i tell you this ask somebody where ohio is to be honest a lot of people might not know where ohio is but most <laughs> americans probably do and they know it is america and my question is just why uh why are my tax dollars going to Ukraine and not to East Palestine? This is all good for Trump. Like, there's no downside to this. And everything that, that President Biden is doing right now is at best only popular with the Democrats and with his base. And so I just, like, you can't, you can't criticize Trump for any of the stuff he's doing. It's, it's, it's. It's all, like you said, 2016 Trump. It's all good Trump. It's all all exactly what he needs. And the even the remarks he's making and the, and the you know, he's being that funny kind of same dude that people that like Trump really, really the, the, like. The everyman Trump, yeah. you know, even though he's a billionaire, right? Yep. That he can connect with people that aren't billionaires. <laughs> and that's, you know, he grew up in New York and, and that's part of that culture. And so I think that's what's been missing from his campaign and from his persona since he's really been cut off from the American people in, in the way that made him popular in the first place. You know, my favorite story was the well done steak with ketchup <laughs> and how the corporate press attacked him for it. Those that are longstanding fans of the show have heard me mention this story probably a dozen times, but Trump was ragged on by CNN because he ordered a, it was like a 30 day dry aged steak, well done with ketchup. And I'm just like, a lot of lower, lower and working class people who get steaks from the grocery store that are not high quality will cook it through and splash ketchup on it because they can't afford a 30 day dry aged filet mignon or, or, you know, whatever. Donald Trump was basically signaling to regular working people he ate the way they ate and they mocked him for it. And when they went on TV and said, Donald Trump, what, it, what an idiot for doing this, the people sitting at home were cutting into their well-done steak with ketchup going, Why? you're making fun of me. Like, I'm literally doing this right now. Trump, Trump knew how to play him. This is what we need to, we need to see more of, but I want to show you this too. This, this one matters. This story right here from WTAE, ABC. Giant eagle pulls water bottled near East Palestine from store shelves. Now, why is that? Why would a grocery store remove water bottles from a, a spring that was near East Palestine from their store shelves? Why would they stop selling water? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That was uh, near this toxic waste dump. If the water is safe to drink, the water's fine. That's what they said. And, uh, and the air is fine. But this store won't sell you the water. You know, what I'll, t- I'll tell you this. If the government comes out and tells you the water's safe and then you drink it and you get sick, why would they care? If you sue them, they're giving you your money back to you. It's your tax dollars. Oh, no, we got sued. Here's your money back. Here's the money we took from you back. Now, if Giant Eagle gets sued, uh oh, that's their profits. That's coming out of their shareholders' pockets. So what I see is when the private sector says get the water off the shelves, they're seeing something wrong. When the government says everything's fine, go ahead and drink the water, they're probably lying. Who was it that did the video where they dragged J.D. Vance? J.D. Vance, Vance yeah. dragged a stick across the bottom of a river and you see all the oils and chemicals come up to the surface yeah. and these colored rainbow. Yeah, okay, that's still in the, that's still in the muck. Well, and what does this mean? When you talk about water, you're talking about food, too. Oh right? yeah, I the mean animals. the farmland and Chicken's everything dead. that's out all around there, but just the 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 food, the crops that are going to grow around this place that would go out to probably grocery stores all over the country and definitely in Ohio. You know what does it mean for the food supply? For, fortunately, I don't think it's going to be that bad relative to what nuclear holocaust or like Chernobyl because what I'm reading about the uh, the chemicals is that they have a very short half life. Like uh, what was the main one? Vinyl. Chloride has like a 2.3 day half life. So after a week, you've got about 15 percent of this, 25 percent of the chemicals. No, after after a week, you've got like 12 and a half percent of it left in the air, and then after a few more days, you've got like six percent of it left. So we've already seen 98 percent of the vinyl chloride disperse out of the air. Uh, it's really their concern is the benzenes. If there were a lot of benzenes in the in the fires, they said there were not. The official report is that it was benzene residue. I don't know if you should necessarily believe the official report, but when benzene burns, it creates dioxins, which are persistent, and those can stay in the air and in the soil for a long time, as far as I've read. Ryan Ellis super chatted, saying Politico's already attacking him. And so Politico has this semi-roundabout attack on Trump. It says Trump's visit to Ohio derailment gives Biden's team some breathing room. Mm-hmm. His planned appearance near the scene of this most toxic derailment has Democrats pointing to his past efforts to roll back train and chemical regulations. And there it is. The corporate press will find a way to make it a negative thing for Trump. Man, I, I think just get some people some burgers, man. I think it's more indicative of the fact that we spent a year and a half calling everything but infrastructure infrastructure. Right. I mean, if there was a problem with the rail yard and we're doing this giant infrastructure bill and you've got Democrats coming out and calling, you know, underwater basket weaving classes infrastructure right that you you saw a lot of that so you had a lot of this this pork that they passed the 1.2 trillion dollars worth of money going towards things that had nothing to do with infrastructure and and this is what comes of that so they're going to try to spin it back on him but weren't we supposed to be fixing the railways weren't we supposed to be doing that do you think that if biden or Buttigieg showed up they'd boo him out yes like just yell at them at this point i don't know it depends on what they should if they showed up with huge pallets and pallets of water and food probably not but you're not know, you wouldn't see you wouldn't see Buttigieg or biden do that why yeah. is they why was biden not has not gone is it a health well, risk 72 well, percent of this district 72 percent of this district voted for trump right and i try to point out ian's persistent with all due respect naivete in terms of who these people really are and you know often on the show you'll talk about pardoning people or giving them the benefit of the doubt. And it's like, yo, man, when people tell you who they are, believe them. When Joe Biden 
sneaks off to Ukraine with $500 million and ignores this disaster in its entirety. And then outright, his, he, he, he doesn't even address it. His people are like, you're not coming there. Buttigieg doesn't even show up. He's telling you outright he does not care about regular working class Americans. But what I, what I wonder is who who's decided. I, th- I think of Biden on a leash when I think about Biden. I don't think he's making the decisions about whether or not he goes to East Palestine. I feel like someone's like, no, it's too risky for your condition, Joe. You can't breathe that air in your 80, well, 84 I'd years like to, old. I'd but like, they're telling us that they're safe. Yeah, yeah they're bad weird. people. They're evil people. I'd like to know when this trip was planned. You know, was it was it just a last minute thing to, to for Trump? No, for I bet it's for, been a for while. Biden. Yeah, for I mean, you would think that it would be have to be planned in a while, but if it wasn't, that could be an indication that maybe this was an effort to get eyes away. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I it don't know. Felt oh, like, I see. Yeah, I, I had the feeling that it had been on track for a while. No one knew about it, but they were like just gonna do it on this day anyway. And then the East Palestine thing was inconvenient to talk about because it was in the way. But you, you make a good point. Maybe they were just like. Yeah. We need to divert need, eyes to something now. Go we need another Chinese Zelensky. balloon, right? Yep. Did he take Hunter with him yeah. over there to, you, to, to I Ukraine? I don't think he did. But no? Oh. The more, the more distraction he can, he can generate from this. Exactly. I just, I, $500 million, man. That would, I mean, I, the people who live near this train derailment, that train company probably should compensate them for the fair market value of their properties before the damage. Absolutely. And they can keep the property. But ain't nobody buying those houses now. Right. So what do we get? Donald Trump, he shows up. There's a lot of things. He'd be, he'd be playing golf right now. But this is where I think he's getting back into the swing of things. And uh, I got to be honest, you know, there's a lot of things Trump do that I chuckle at, roll my eyes at. But when I saw this video of him coming down there, I got a warm, fuzzy feeling inside. I'm like, at least someone's doing something. I don't care if Trump doesn't care. Maybe he's just like, here's a great opportunity to get attention. And I'm like, wow, he thinks that helping the American people will make people like him. Joe Biden just left. Even even he didn't even he, care that much. Just like you said, even if it is just a photo op, it's he's still actually like putting food in people's bellies and giving people water. But, but, so, but, but, but right. But I'm, what I'm saying uh, as well is Trump, if it is a photo op, he's thinking to himself, this will make people like me. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. He, he wants people to like him. He has a concern about whether or not the American people like him. Joe Biden doesn't. No. He's just gone. Yep. He doesn't. Know, it, Biden doesn't seem to care about what anybody thinks as long as he's keeping his far left flank happy. And, well, and, and maybe we, he doesn't even care about that. We're going we're gonna to make fun of Joe Biden because we have this story from the New York Post. It's big news, breaking news from 1157 a.m. Biden stumbles up. Air Force One stairs again, leaving Poland. You know, that's karma. That's a, that, that's someone, uh, Carpe, I think Carpe Donctum made a meme where Trump throws his hat and he's Palestinian and then it boomerangs around and hits Biden. He falls up the stairs. This is what we get, ladies and gentlemen. Your president not only abandoning the American people, visiting foreign countries and then falling up the stairs. That's, well, that's your president. To be fair, that's a lot of stairs for a dude that's almost 80. Yeah, when are they going to build an escalator? <laughs> An well, escalator. What, yeah. what I want to know is where is SNL on this? I mean, when 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 Gerald Ford fell down the stairs uh, in the seventies when he was president, that's what made Chevy Chase famous was making fun of Gerald Ford when he fell down the stairs. And it's like this has happened twice now, and you see nothing from places like SNL or or any of the comedians making fun of it. It's it's, a cult. It doesn't make any sense to me. You I can't. You can't make well, fun. Of it. You got it's, Babylon it's a cult. B. 
The yeah. Babylon Bee is tearing it up. They have a, they're one of their new articles, Biden promises to get rid of these resort fees. Wait, I'm sorry. Biden promises to get rid of those resort fees by the time World War III starts. Have you seen him <laughs> tweeting about getting rid of resort fees over the last three weeks? Uh-uh. Like These $90 secret fees are ruining America. <laughs> Under my watch, we'll make sure. And it's like, are these really your priorities, dude? He just he's tweeted about it like three times in the last two weeks. It's really he has like, mentioned a couple of things fees. that are very silly, like very like, frivolous. Hey, and this isn't comedy. This, this is true. Yeah. Resort fees suck. Like, I get it. But, but juxtaposed with the Ukrainian stuff in East Palestine, it's like, what is he? The, yeah. Bab- the Babylon Bee wrote this headline. Biden promises to get rid of those resort fees by the time World War Three starts. But that's literally what he's saying. It's like yeah. he, he so he didn't literally say I will get rid of these fees before the start of World War Three. But World War Three is on the we're on the cusp of a major conflict. He's like, don't worry, we're gonna get those resort fees down. It's like what? Completely people, tone deaf. People's whole city is blanketed in this chemical that killed their livestock and is like floating in their water. And then you're like, Mr. President, will you help the poor people of East Palestine? I will. By cutting those resort fees. So when they're evacuating their hometown, it'll be a little cheaper out of their pocket. Maybe they're not making fun of him falling up the steps because he's old and it's like elder abuse. Whereas, yeah, whereas like Gerald Ford was still, how old was Ford? Was he like in his early 60s or something? No, he was, he was, I mean, I think he's in his 50s or something. So he was but, younger and he, yeah. it was more of just a guy falling down. Right. Which is well, a little but, bit funny. But again, it is, I guess, a little funny. But when you do it twice, man, I mean, when you do the same thing twice, yeah. SNL should be all over that. And, and I think Tim is right. You know, it is a cult and it just says, we cannot make fun of the Holy One. We cannot make fun of the person that's carrying our water for us. And, and this it's is, really sad. It's really this, sad. This is what uh, the president is tweeting about right now. Hidden junk fees are taking money out of the pockets of average Americans. Thanks to our efforts, most of the country's largest banks are getting rid of fees for bounced checks. We're going to lower overdraft fees next. Well, that's, that's really great. Uh, I mean, Cool. Do you have anything to add about the people whose entire city is blanketed in toxic chemicals and whose livestock are dying? I would be interested to hear what you had to say about that one. I'm curious. Oh, I'm sorry. Before that, he says, our support for Ukraine will not waver. NATO will not be divided. We will not tire. Oh, NATO. Yeah, he's not talking about us. He's in, uh, what is his, Bucharest? Bucharest nine leaders have provided critical security assistance. Did he say anything? NATO, 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 NATO. Uh, earlier, I was briefed on a winter storm. Okay. Is he just not saying anything? Ukrainian refugees, democracies around the world. Uh-huh. Christians in, in Ash Wednesday. Okay. Well, that one's okay. You know, all right. I can respect that one. He's talking about Americans at least. Yo, it's it's like, in to him, none of this even happened. Did he even mention it once? I'm Maybe. He has to have mentioned it. I thought he tweeted about it once, but one while time? he was on his way to Ukraine, right? Wow. I mean, that... That that's a slap in the face. You know, you got a toxic chemical spill. It's a problem. Well, I'll be over in Ukraine giving five hundred million dollars from your from your taxes to a country you can't point to on a map. I think it was Anna de Armas. Somebody there was an actor saying that the age of social media has basically killed the uh, the the movie star. It's basically there are no more movie stars now. It's it's a lot. I think a lot less about the art that you make and more about who you are as a person because it's a lot more prevalent and obvious now. And it's the same thing with the president. They they don't hide behind this visage of like the title. Now you get to see this guy look. in his daily behavior and it's insane look 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 sorry man just look at this picture this is worse uh, this is like 1970s nothing. crap this 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 tweet from joe biden is worse than nothing he said after my speech today i spoke with epa michael reagan sherrod brown bill johnson shapiro dewine about our ongoing efforts in east palestine ohio 
I reaffirmed my commitment to making sure they have everything they need. Let me give you the latest. And there is a, a picture of him sitting on the phone in, I don't know where he is, but it's just like, bro, just do nothing and say nothing. Because at the very least, then we can try to imagine what might you have been doing. But to be like, I got on the phone with some guys, told them, just let me know what you need. What? Then got on the this, plane this and flew to Ukraine. Worse, this is worse than a mean tweet. What you is know it? what I mean? This is this is a, a tweet of like, I'm just going to placate you. I'm going to say something so you so I can say I said something. And that's it. You know, I'd rather have an outwardly mean tweet than just something that placates people let's, who are really going through a hard time. Let, let, let's be real. Biden talked to nobody. He probably did nothing. It's a stock photo they probably took of him weeks ago. They probably have a whole library of photos of him doing other things. You've got, remember, remember, remember that picture of him? And it was, it was supposed to be at uh, Camp David. <clears throat> but yeah. then people noticed the clock was not daylight savings time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, wait a minute. This had to have been taken before March or like before November or whatever, proving that either, well, maybe they don't update their clocks or it was a stock photo of the president. This is probably a stock photo. They bring him in a room and they say, we're going to get a bunch of different photos of you doing different things to use in different moments. I bet the dude has no idea what's going on in Ohio. I bet he's just like, I don't know. They told him to get on a plane and fly to Ukraine. He tweeted about it yesterday. Uh, rail companies have spent millions of dollars to oppose common sense safety regulations, and it's worked. More than a train derailment, more than a toxic waste spill, it's years of opposition to safety measures coming home to roost. Doesn't mention Ohio, doesn't mention so his that's, Palestine. So that's the same talking point as Politico just put out, right? I mean, it's all Trump's fault, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Because of, of the of the regulations. And that seems to Obama did the same thing with Bush. And I'm you know no fan of Bush, but any it, it was seven years into his presidency. And he was like, oh, well, Bush. Right. If something went wrong. It was Bush's fault. And that seems to be what Biden is doing. Anytime he can just say, oh, if it's wrong, it's Trump's fault. It has nothing to do with what I've done. You just go back and look at the previous administration. Yeah, I, I expect that out of an administration if they're going to actually do that in conjunction with taking action to help relieve the situation on the ground. If there's going to be like, I'm not a fan of government anyways, but if there's going to be a government that's, that's, if there's going to be an EPA, if there's going to be uh, you know, a FEMA and stuff, why aren't they helping in the places that, in the U.S. that need their help. Well, and the I, rail system is the federal government's responsibility. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about the, the chemicals and stuff, this is the EPA. This is what they do. Yeah, I was and, told. Oh, no, go ahead. I was told that he's been offering, Biden's been offering federal help to the governors, but they, they haven't been requesting it. He actually says in his tweet, uh, as I said to your governors, they'll have every resource that they need, indicating that they, like, they're available for you governors if you need it. But what is it? Is it that the federal government gives a state uh, some sort of FEMA relief, then the state owes the federal government something? Is it like a tit for tat? So the governor's like, I don't want to get involved with federal money. I don't want you breathing down my neck about that thing in the future as a result. I mean, I, prob- to, to some degree, but also like, you know, we pay taxes and that's the point of them so that federal emergency management can come and assist us when things like this happen. But I would think it would happen with no, you know, no Per, uh, pro, like what is it? No expectation of something in return. Well, I think the governor has to declare some kind of state of emergency at some point. But other than that, if he requested the aid, it should be offered. But I don't know. It, it, it seems all very, very strange that the, that the federal government didn't jump in at the beginning. It didn't highlight the issue at the beginning. I mean, it seemed like when I first tweeted about it, which was early, right? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I was getting, you know, bot replies in my, in my feed saying, oh, you need to check your sources on what actually is happening there. And this kind of... A false narrative of everything is fine. The people of East Palestine are are just making a mountain out of a molehill. Everything's okay. And then it turns out absolutely that's not the case. It took J.D. Vance going over there to do it, to show people. But uh, again, we were fed a narrative or when we were fed a narrative, it it turned out to be completely false. I posted, I retweeted the early image of like the river, the Ohio River, and then all the potentially affected states through the water table. And I just tweeted the image. I said, I don't know. There's nothing verifying if this is real or not. Get water filters, get air filters. Don't wait for official confirmation to take care of your house. And I got a Twitter the next day, a warning said, this is unverified. And someone was like, Ian, you got a warning. I was like, I'm fine with it. I, don't, I know I didn't verify this. It's just take care of yourself. But then the next day they removed the warning. Hmm. So like, I don't That's know. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it was really. Yeah, it was a big thing where the New York Times claimed the far right conspiracy theorists were saying the water table was being threatened. And I'm like, the governor of Ohio said that. He said a chemical plume is flowing downriver towards West Virginia. Are we supposed to assume that you can drink those chemicals? Is that why it's safe? No, the New York Times. It's it's all about the power of the first impression, right? It's it's they put out these these narratives hoping that okay the people that read the new york times or the people that read the washington post they see that at the beginning and they never look at it again and anytime they see a story about it after that they go oh that's just crazy white right-wing conspiracy theorists and so it's the power of that first impression that they're trying to marshal there that's it's really criminal i've got the the notice back on i think the notice is on the thing i retweeted it's not on my tweet Mm. so it says the map is a high river basin does not accurately represent areas of potentially contaminated drinking water. Multiple agencies and locales are actively testing groundwater and river-based drinking water and have found no contamination. Have found no contamination. Yet we've seen J.D. Vance's video of contamination. Uh, and, and a grocery store is pulling water bottles off the shelves. Yeah, I wonder why. Right, I think this notice can come down, Twitter, whoever's Let's, put uh, that up. We're going to segue to a new story, uh, a story from the New York Post. It's titled, Death of Shot Clinton Aid with Epstein Ties Found Tied to Tree Ruled Suicide Despite No Gun at Scene. And I want to say to all of you who are watching this show and our fans, I wanted to open tonight's show with this story, but the big news is obviously Trump coming down. That matters a lot more to people because it's directly impacting the lives of people who are facing this toxic spill. So I can respect that. And as much as the Clinton aid being tied by the neck to a tree and found shot to death with no gun being ruled a suicide. Well, this is not immediately going to impact your life, but it is very, very interesting. So let me just let me just stress that again. An individual who worked at the Clintons uh, in the 90s was found tied to a tree, shot in the chest, no gun, and they went, looks like a suicide to me. So uh, I guess he held the gun to his chest and when he pulled the trigger, it the recoil blasted it off into the air where it landed on a small log in the river and then floated downstream and then eventually over a waterfall where it's just gone. Maybe he might have had balloons tied to his gun. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that could have been That's it. a good that one. He had it. he had several hundred balloons tied to the gun because obviously the, the gun would probably weigh several pounds. Well, did we, did we need... the Warren Commission do this or something? It's like, it's, like, it's like the phantom gun theory. You know what I mean? Like if you're tied to a tree and you've got... Gunshots? Is it more than one gunshot, or is it just one? Uh, I think or is it, it two. Well, it, I think it just said that he was shot in. The, he was shot in the chest, right? That's what it was, Phil. I don't know. 
So if even if you have a pistol and you're doing that kind an of that's extension difficult. cord tying his neck to a tree with a gunshot wound to the chest, that's what it says. A gun. What, what? I wonder what kind of gunshot. Right. Oh, they. Could we'll you get, could you imagine like if this if if this was a suicide and he strapped balloons to his gun for for. <laughs> Okay, come on. Like, clearly he did not do that. Clearly, this is probably just not a suicide. Um, maybe there's a bunch of things you can say maybe too, right? Let's let's play this game. How could someone? So so he goes up against a tree and he throws the extension cord around it and then catches it on the other side and then ties it and spins it around so that way he's tied by the neck. Then he takes we don't know what kind of gun, holds it to his chest, and when he pulls the trigger, at this point several things may have occurred. The gun recoil launched into the air, where I mentioned it lands on a log and then floats away downstream, to, never to be seen again. Or maybe a bear came mm. and, like cocaine bear, yeah. saw the gun oh, and thought cocaine. to himself, with this, I will rule the forest. <laughs> Picks the gun up and then walks away. In reality, maybe someone found the gun and was like, hey, that's worth money, and then just took it and ran. But let's just play Occam's Razor. In the absence of evidence, the simple solution tends to be the correct one. Someone shot him. That's it. And took the gun away. And right? shot him <laughs> and then walked away with it. I, I can't believe that that's even a headline. I, I can't <laughs> believe that that actually people are expected to believe that. I mean, I, I suppose after the Epstein stuff, you know, they figure just whatever. I would, I, mean, li- I would like to hear the numbers of the people of the number of people that commit suicide by shooting themselves in the chest. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think that... It, it, from what I've read about this situation, about people who do that, they want it over quickly, right? If you shoot yourself in the chest, unless you get yourself right in the heart, it's still a slow process, right? And so I I think that should be a question that they ask as well. It's like, and not to mention just the sheer mechanics. If it was a rifle that it was done with, it was- Well, the the, the, the cops said they found 12-gauge buckshot in his car and a gun case with no gun. So then, like, did he have a shotgun? That is incredibly difficult to do. If you, I mean, a shotgun is yeah. a long, long rifle uh, weapon. Eighteen-inch barrel. If that's it's why, not a SP, uh, SPS. That's why the, the 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 typical story is you use your foot. Yeah. They they, they aim with their feet or whatever. I don't want to give away too much. Please, right, right. nobody hurt yourself at home or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I I'm, I what he. I'm, I'm sorry, it, the recoil launches into the air where it attached to a bird, like a bird catches it and flies away with it. He tied balloons to it. I mean, that's, that's the only logical explanation if these cops are to be right. Or how about this? This guy is involved in something and somebody killed him. Involved. I mean, for all we know, look, let's be real. For all we know, he's banging some dude's wife, right? Could be Could that be. simple. We don't, need, we don't need to go back 30 years and be like he worked at the Clintons. He did. And maybe he banged some dude's wife and someone got revenge on him. Maybe it was a sheriff's wife. But the sad part about this is that this is going to put an end to the to any real questioning about this. You know, you may have the old people like us talking about it, but as in terms of official investigation, this is done because nobody else has jurisdiction. Anything right? about the Clintons is done before it gets started. It's true. What's the Epstein ties? Did you guys? He read signed into- Epstein into the White House apparently like a dozen times, something like that. See, I don't think that someone who's going to commit suicide would tie their neck around a tree first. That yeah. That is very weird. Or tie balloons to the gun. I mean, uh, unless he was just like, I hate this world and I'm going to confuse the hell out of everybody. I looked up okay. uh, New York Post, Clinton AIDS suicide, and it gave me other people's names as well. Mark Rich. Vince Foster. Yeah. No, it was Mark Vince Middleton. Mark uh, Middleton, that's who it was, not Mark Rich. But uh-oh. yeah, Vince Foster. 
Yeah, I mean, Foster. twice in the back of the head or something like that. It was. There wow. was a who was the guy who was the journalist who was investigating the CIA or whatever, like the crack stuff, and then he got shot twice in the head and they ruled it a suicide. You want to look that one up? Yeah. What was that guy's name? Like, there's just so many of these stories. And then uh, I was mentioning, I've been watching Yellowstone. And so this isn't really a spoiler because this is like first season, first episode stuff. But they kill a lot of people in that mm-hmm. show. And they just kick them off a mountain. And it's like, ain't nobody going to find these people. You know, this is Gary Webb. Is that the Gary guy you're Webb, about? Two yeah, gunshots yeah. to the head, ruled a suicide by the Sacramento <laughs> County Coroner's Office. And that's it it's, for that investigation. Okay. You know it, what I mean? That's done. It, it could be like in South Park, there was that episode where the guy was trying to kill himself. And then shoots himself. He's like, oh, I'm still alive. And then he keeps trying or whatever. Like, okay, whatever. But I just, I got to Occam's razor this one and just be like, typically when someone's shot twice in the head, it's not a suicide. So why would they be like, nah, you know, suicides or whatever. Jeez. Gary Webb wrote, what is this? The Dark Alliance series. Uh, Examine the origins of the crack cocaine trade in Los Angeles and anti-communist Contra rebels in Nicaragua. Yeah, you know, we don't want people finding out about that. Uh, so The drug trade fueling. Who knows what story the economy. The CIA selling crack and cocaine in, in the United States. Do you think yep. what percentage of our economy you think is like drugs? Is that taken uh, in pharma? Would that take in pharma? Know. I mean, I think big pharma accounts for like probably 10%, some ridiculous number. I think the healthcare industry itself is 20%, it's isn't huge. it? huge. But that's But that's not just drugs. Yeah, those that's, are those are licit drugs, not illicit No, no, drugs. no, it's not all drugs. Right. The, 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 the 20% of the economy is medical, meaning like when you go to a doctor to get your legs set, you know, or get, you know, ibuprofen for your bad headaches or and something. All Does the, that include all mental the, health? Yes. Yeah, yeah. and all yeah. the prices for that are all inflated because the government being involved in it and, and, and stuff in here. There's no market, uh, you know, in the U.S., but... yeah. Well, you think like this this drug trade from Central America is like a, a portion of the economy that is like black budget economy we just don't know about. So of they course, don't get exposed. Of course, I think it is. I mean, it, there's there's always dark money, you know, and it comes from all sources. But it, when you when you get into situations like this, just like Tim was saying, you know, it could it, it could not be Clinton related. Uh, it's look it, look look. This guy worked at the Clintons 30, 30 some odd years ago. Right. They're bringing up he was a Clinton aide because. Of the conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've said about the conspiracy theory. And the Clintons are high profile people who've worked in multiple agencies and in government. Of course, they're going to have connections to a lot of people. Now, the question is, take someone of comparable public stature and then calculate how many deaths and suicides have ex- exist around them in their periphery and then do that several times. Is it different? I think what happens is, yeah, the Clintons are shady people. But it's just like I've seen stories where it's like a security guard who worked for a financial firm that Clinton once used was found dead. And I'm like, okay, well, hold on there, buddy. We're getting a bit six degrees of Kevin Bacon on this one. Did they work with them or with their organizations? If there's a lot of that, that's weird. But they're just bringing up a guy who died recently and being like, he worked for the Clintons 30 years ago. And it's like, you're telling me that he still works for the Clintons or something? Well, and this is just compounded by the whole Epstein connection. I mean, they're still trying to claim that he, you know, killed himself. Right. I mean, and, you know, all the tapes just weren't working. All the videos weren't working. This should say former Clinton aide. Minsk says, Tim, don't forget to give the disclaimer. Talk to a doctor and find out if associating with the Clintons is right for you. (laughs) (laughs) I think the doctor would say, no, 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 don't do that. Didn't he die in Arkansas, too? Is that what it was? That's what I think was really. Yeah. He he, Paraville, Arkansas, May 2nd, 2022. Almost one year after his death, a police report obtained by the outlet revealed that the Little Rock businessman was discovered with a gunshot wound to the chest and extension cord tying his neck to a tree. The extension cord was tied to a, the tree, a tree limb above him. So did he like throw it over 
and then like Slipknot it, pull it tied around his neck, and then lean back and then shoot himself. Like you know, could this be autoerotic asphyxiation gone wrong? <laughs> I mean, you know, like <laughs> I mean, it just it just seems so very strange. Maybe the real story is that like it was autoerotic asphyxiation, but then like a loved one was like, I can't let it be known that he died this way, so they shoot him when he was already dead. Yeah. That's an explanation. Do well, there, there was some celebrity who died from that, and they wouldn't admit it. They were like, "Oh, it's uh, her- heroin." Singer in excess. <laughs> was it? Was I it really? That, I think it was the singer in excess. I, I he was. I he was choking himself while choking cranking himself. it. This is the family friendly show. So, oh, yeah. was it Cornell? Was Cornell doing that too? I don't think so. No. Okay. Good. Yeah, I think that was heroin. I think Chris. Yeah, I think that was heroin, wasn't he it? He died on an airplane. I, it was was a su- I heard it was a suicide. I don't. Mm. I had never heard the, about cause of death though. So, like fentanyl overdose or something. No, I don't know. I've also heard other stories about what that might have been. So I'm going to not get into, you know, of Cornell. Yeah, not just that, but like a lot of other people, too. It's just, you know. Oh, it's horrible. It's dark here, Yeah, I know. <laughs> dark and not so family yeah, friendly. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that having the word Clinton in the headline of this is sensationalist? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you, do you think but sensationalist journalism is destroying the universe? Yes. No. Destroying the universe? Well, the, I think it's destroying our political system. I think I think that the, everything is about getting clicks. And and you have this giant push for, okay, how many clicks? And this is right and left. That's, that's what gets so frustrating. I live in a red state, okay? And, and politicians or just journalists will automatically put out the most sensational headline that they can. And the, the, the body of the story has nothing to do with what the headline has to do. And this is in red states, you know, and it gets very frustrating for people who like myself are just trying to find the truth about what's actually happening in your community because all this stuff becomes smoke and mirrors. And I think that Republicans taking kind of the woke, the, the woke cue from things from 2019, 2020, when everything just got out of hand have said, well, we're just going to jump on the bad wagon. You know, conservative media sometimes does that. And I think it's, it's not doing us any favors not doing us any favors to actually find out the truth of what's going on yeah, it's kind of like if, if if a weapon was given to your opponent your the opposing army but the, what the weapon does is hurt everyone a little bit right and they use it and they use it and you're like well that thing is destroying us we need it too so then you start using it and everyone's getting hurt i mean it's everyone your people too right that's no, what it feels it, like it, 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 you're se- it's self-harm over time because then people stop trusting you you know and the more the politicians dig into that you get you in, in the local communities, you know, and in places like Oklahoma, you just lose trust for, for the people that you've elected. And you know these people, right? These are your local elected officials. But they're participating as much as, as anybody on the national level, sometimes more. The disassociation and not trusting and not knowing your uh, local politicians, I think, is something that, that – people in cities are familiar with and, and used to whereas people in small towns it's easier to access your your local politicians if there's only 5000 10000 people in your town as opposed to if you're you know in New York City or in Cleveland or or whatever you know like people in we were talking about um, East Palestine there's only 5000 of them they can yeah. they can access the politicians and let them know that they're upset really easily they can but it's a, that's a double-edged sword because sometimes you get local politicians who are friends with everybody sure and right and they will just say what everything it kind of on the on the blanket of that trust on the foundation of that trust and oftentimes you'll see if you really investigate it 
that what they're saying is not necessary. And I'm not talking about anybody specifically. I'm just saying I've seen this over and over again where they use this hometown spirit. Okay, if you're running in this district, you got 10,000 people in your district, you know all their names, you know all the families, and you go out and you say, you know, well, this is what this bill does. And you actually read the bill and it does the complete opposite. That, that gets weaponized too. And so I, I would just encourage anybody from my experience, read your bills, your local bills, because they're the ones that uh, the local laws that are passed on your behalf from your local politicians, because those are the ones that directly affect you. Yeah. Make sure they're doing what it is they say they're doing. I've been thinking about sensationalizing the titles of our show, like this show, because like, what if the name of the show is just number 713? Would we get as many views? Well, then you'd nope. be Lex Friedman. We might not. We might get more. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> Lex's would. show is off the chains popular. Rogan, he doesn't put any. He just puts the name of the person in the video and the number. Huge views. Like, because you know shows. the person. Right. You trust them. And you like, it's it's more about the people than about what the what. Right. But but you come to TimCast to find out, because I think the show has done a great job. I started watching around 2020, you know, and, I'm, and you're a left-leaning person. I was more right-leaning, right? And I... I appreciated the fact that I could see what you were talking about and that I could see your mind change, you know, on different things that, that, that it opened up, you were opening up people's eyes while you were opening up people's eyes about things. And I think that that's the benefit of having that kind of, if you want to call it sensationalism, you know, on, on a show like this, it's, it's cause you hit people from all sides here. You know what I mean? It's, and, it's, this, is, this is, this is a topical cultural commentary and political commentary and news commentary. Right. If, we were just a show about talking to each other and having a hangout, the titles would be very different. So that's why Lex, Lex, Lex Friedman's show is literally him talking to a guy. Joe Rogan is him talking to a person. Or I shouldn't say a guy, but people. So it's just the, the name of the person, and that's, what, and that's what you go for. So the new show that we're doing, you know, Fridays, Culture War with Tim Pool, youtube.com slash TimCast, is probably just going to be titled Culture War Number 1, Ali London, Culture War Number 2, Guest, Guest, Guest to Come. Because yeah. those are just conversations and hangouts. You know? I guess, do you, do you stress about being too sensationalist when you make internet video titles? A little bit. We've talked about it before. I mean, I've got my limit. Clearly, the most successful channels on YouTube have no qualms whatsoever about saying the craziest garbled nonsense. You know what? One thing Mr. Beast does really well is his titles will be outlandishly awesome. But then in the first 10 seconds, he'll back up the title. He'll let you know this. You are about to see what the title says. It's this. Get ready. So you know, like your 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 expectations are met right away. Apparently, that's a huge part of. As with many things, there are people who naturally are sensational, and they have no idea what they're doing and why it works, but they get a lot of traffic. Then there are people who consciously try to figure out how to create better better titles and headlines to attract more people, and they get called scummy for being manipulative. It's like, well, should we just leave it to those who are accidentally manipulating people, or should people make? headlines that are attractive i have i have i have a limit you know clearly uh but there are strangely we've had instances where it's like the news story is you know donald trump delivers big macs like i'll make the the the, the title just that and someone will be like clickbait and i'll be like click <laughs> click literally what he, he did that's what clickbait he did. refers to omitting information from a title in order to get people to click it so that they can figure out what's going on Rage bait is a reference to intentionally overhyping something to shock people, make them angry, so they click it and then and then watch. And then, of course, you know, clickbait could also refer to if uh, Donald, you know, Joe Biden trips going up the stairs, titling the video, Joe Biden has horrific fall, nearly dies, and then it's a video of him stumbling and going. Like that's most of the internet, though. Let's jump to this story. 
Here's one. Uh, this headline is not sensationalized. From the post-millennial, Arizona rancher charged with murder of Mexican man was, quote, hunting migrants with AK-47 prosecutors. Prosecutors allege that Kelly hunted the group of men with his gun and made numerous alterations to his story when later spoke to law enforcement. So you, you may have heard this story. This guy, George Allen Kelly, 73, is being charged with murder because a guy was, uh, who was on his property was shot. They say he did it. It was an illegal immigrant with numerous felony crossings, I guess. And uh, the issue now apparently is they're saying he hunted these migrants down to kill them. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. What I find strange is that Arizona, I'm pretty sure, is a defensive property state, meaning you can kill someone to defend your property. Like, if someone is about to cross onto your property, my understanding is that you have a right to use lethal force if they don't stop. So what's strange about this case is that here's a guy who's on his own property. Clearly, someone's breaking the law. They end up shot and dead. But this guy gets arrested. I'm wondering, how how does that make sense? Well, he was trespassing, right? I mean, that that in the the country and the land. Right. right? Well, and that's what I I, know. Vivek Ramaswamy just announced for president. And he talks about uh, the the difference between immigration and illegal immigration or or people coming across the border uh, illegally. And I think that's the crux of the matter here is is this guy. He's crossed the border illegally and then he's crossed into somebody's property illegally. Right. And this guy is defending his property. He has a right to do that as opposed to somebody who goes through INS and goes through the process to get the green card and does all of that. And I think that underscores what we were just talking about, about the need to be precise in our language. Right. And and that's why I kind of like Vivek and him coming out and uh, running for president now, you know, but it is uh, to be precise in our language and, and understand what is happening here is why you uh, see so much confusion about situations like this. You know, and and the media just seems to play into that. This guy says that uh, he just fired warning shots and there's no evidence that his bullets hit the guy, which to me sounds like he might be telling a lie that maybe he did go out there to shoot the trespassers. But now he's afraid that if he says it out loud, he'll go to jail for sure. So he changed his story. But when you change your story, then you look like a liar. That's that's kind of what I'm looking at the path Hmm. of this situation at the moment. I think the Biden administration and Democrats want more illegal immigration for a variety of reasons. One, so they can increase the population in their states. They're bringing these people in, putting them on planes and flying them to swing states and blue states. And they also want the short term economic demand. Bringing in a whole bunch of people and putting them in cities will create temporary short term demand, followed by stagnation and economic crisis. But that short term gain looks good for them on paper. They can use it to get reelected. The long term gain is bringing in a bunch of people who will increase the census numbers, giving them more electoral college votes and congressional seats. So when a guy who lives there says, hey, get off my property, they're coming right for me. They go, this guy needs to be made. We need to make an example of him so that people don't screw with our agenda. You take a look. Was it for uh, McAllen, Texas? Is that where it's at? Where under the bridge, they have all the, they had yep. all those people. The Biden administration clearly is happy with what's going on. People talk about the southern border and Biden letting us down or failing or whatever. And it's like, no, no, he's doing exactly what he intended to do the whole time. This is 100 percent by design. This is the intent of the Democrats. They have had 
full authority to do something for two years. They have done nothing. They did nothing during the Obama administration. This has been the Democrats' plan for the better part of the past 20 years to have cheap labor be imported into the country. That, that that's it's it's completely clear. I I can't take anyone that argues against that seriously. It's been going on for two hundred and fifty years, dude. The southern states imported cheap labor through the African slave trade. No, and no, wanted no, to no, use those no, numbers no, no, to pad no, their no, stats. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, they did. Okay. Brother. All right. It's different stuff. They had your, your talk. Your, your, yeah, it is They true. wanted to use those numbers you, to inflate their, their you stats. Can, you can say truthfully that bringing slaves in was quote unquote cheap labor, but m- migrants coming here is not the same as slavery. Yeah, Migrants but, but, are coming here of their own volition. Like, they're walking. Like, they want to yeah. do it. Let's, like, there weren't a lot of people that were in Africa that were like, you know, I'm going to go to America and be a slave. It wasn't. Like, they weren't running out and jumping on the right. slave ship. Right. It's it, definitely it, worse. The slave as trade soon was as worse. Biden got elected, or it looked like he was going to be elected and become president, you had... A, a mass migration from Central America oh, all yeah. the way up through because it, they knew that they were going to be allowed to come through. And before that, you had shirts. remain in Mexico. They had yes. shirts that said, please let us in Biden or whatever. Yeah. Right. Remember that one? Yeah, no, it, it, they asked for it. And, you know, uh, Kamala Harris comes out and says, well, don't come. Right. And of course, they're going to listen. They, they can even hear what she's saying. Right. I mean, they, they, they're they not sitting there, you know, on their phones going, oh, well, Kamala said not to go. Let's Kamala, go back. You know, Kamala I mean, Harris helped make like, one of the best memes of that year. Yeah. Too. Look at these. The reason there I brought up these. The reason I brought up the African slave trades because the numbers padding that they're doing with the census, like what the southern, I, I erroneously said that they said all black people were worth three fifths of a person in the eyes of God two nights ago. That's not what it was about. It was, it was about the North trying to say, like, look, we're not going to let you pad your stats for the states with right. your slaves. We'll say they're worth three fifths of a person each legally, just well, so we can it was an even out to the, weaken slavery. And so now we've the got the North. The North said they're not voting people because they're slaves. The South South said yes, they are. And then they agreed on three-fifths. Right. They were property. The South wanted to call them property, whatever. But now we've got people that are padding stats one for one. They're not legal citizens. So what do we need? Another three-fifths clause? Do we need to say, hmm, no, how about no, no. don't break the law? And right. How about home? just enforce the existing laws? That right well, there. Well, the problem is, is that's it. sanctuary states because existing law is illegal. is breaking the law. It is illegal. The the. The federal government has, whether or not you agree with like open borders or not, currently the federal government is the organization charged with protecting the borders and enforcing border law. And they are completely and totally neglecting to do that. Well, and I think you're seeing good signs come out of places like Texas where you have Governor Abbott, you know, saying if you're not going to do it. We're going to do it, you know, and we're going to send the National Guard or send, you know, the Texas Marshals down there to help enforce. But when you when you don't have a barrier, right, I mean, if when you don't have something to keep them out in places that because you can't put eyes on every inch of the border all the time, it's impossible. So it, it, it the federal government is leaving this to the states, knowing that they probably can't handle it economically. And it it, it absolutely is a plan. It, and yeah. it's, it's been working for a long, long time. Sanctuary states basically means they're not part of the union. When California says we will not abide by union law, it's like, well, then why are we 
why are you in any way tied to this union if you're not agreeing well, what with interposition? Let, let me just play devil's advocate. What about the marijuana laws? Because like you have what forty states now that have said that marijuana is legal, but the federal government says it's agreed. Not. You know, I mean, it's it's interesting. The federal government's got deep problems. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's the idea of interposition where a state's supposed to step in and say, we supersede your federal law, yeah. which is technically the way the, the country works. So in that in that instance, California can say, yeah, even if you're acting xenophobic, we're going to let whoever we want. Then in. Texas should have the right to deport. And the problem is what we're hearing from border states is that they have no authority in deporting people. Texas is deporting to New York and yeah. deporting to Florida. <laughs> yeah, all, that's, Florida all that's is, doing yeah. is putting illegal immigrants in deeper into the country yeah. and mm-hmm. embedding them here. Yeah. They're helping Joe Biden and Democrats and convincing their voters they're helping their voters. So you get all these Republicans going like, yay, haha, it's so funny they're doing this. Meanwhile, Biden's like, this is awesome. Yeah. This is fantastic for us. We're going to we're going to inflate our numbers in these in these jurisdictions. And New York is going to get more congressional votes. It's going to get more electoral college votes. Thank you, Texas. Thank you, Florida. I do think that that there is there is a little bit of of risk in classifying all people that are migrants as automatically a Democrat voter, especially considering the especially considering the push with with LGBT uh, issues gender ideology that's not going to fly with the catholics coming up from uh from south america um no. and also you and there's also a lot of people from a lot of different parts of the world now are coming through the u.s border there i've heard people from heard about people from syria and from turkey already getting there because of the uh, earthquake so it's as long as that border is open there's going to be people from all over the world going to, you know, coming to South America and then making the trek up through Mexico. The remain in Mexico policy or remain in, in whatever, you, whatever the safest country that you can get to, that's the correct policy. If you want to, if you want to apply for asylum, that's, that's it. That's the one to do. I think that we should have a, personally, I think we should have a much easier uh, system for getting people to, to immigrate to the U.S. I think that, you know, I'm generally, I like the idea of open borders. I do think that there probably has to be some kind of immigration control, but Overall, I think free people should be able to move wherever they want. But the system that we have now is not working at all. When I'm thinking about the census, I think when you fill out the census, you don't have to put if you're a citizen. Is that right? Is that the way they changed it now? There's no like, is there a census or is there a citizen block and you can either say yes, I, I remember no, there being or a fight I don't have over to fill it out? In, in some places. Well, if sure. you don't put that you're a citizen, then your your census count should be worth three-fifths of a person. Or right. nothing. Or, and Donald Trump tried getting that on the census and they sued and the Supreme Court said you can't do that. They wanted to prevent him from forcing people to acknowledge that they weren't citizens. I'm just saying you don't have to acknowledge if you are or you're not. But if you don't acknowledge that you are, then your census should he count for less. He wanted to put the question on the census and they blocked him saying you can't. Right. That's what it was. I understand that. Because if people had to say no, then they'd just be a target for ICE. Well, they wouldn't have filled what? it out. They, so you're saying people... People who are here illegally breaking our laws should just be allowed to keep breaking our laws? I don't personally feel like that, but that's, I think, the... It's a ridiculous argument that it's like, well, if someone is committing serious felonies, we shouldn't force them to tell us. Yes, you should. The cops should find them and arrest them, and that's it. Well, and if you aren't a citizen of the United States, you aren't necessarily protected by the Constitution. You are. You you, you absolutely are protected by the Constitution. If you're not a citizen? Constitution applies to anybody in this country. Doesn't matter if you're a citizen or not. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. The issue, how, however, is if you are not a citizen of this country and you are here illegally or your visa. Yeah, well, but then you have a right to self, not self-incriminate. You could plead the fifth, so to speak, by yeah, right? Because right. It, so you get the census mm-hmm. with the question on it and you don't fill it out. No. 
But the, the idea that you can't put the question on the census is insane. Yeah. And the argument for the left was, well, then people who are not citizens won't fill it out and we'll get inaccurate readings. And it's like, so the people who are here illegally, you, we won't give federal funding to the people who, who, aren't, who, are, who aren't here illegally. I, I'm fine with that. If you're not here legally, you should not be receiving benefits in any way. California should not get a congressional seat because of illegal immigrants they let in and don't enforce the laws against. Yep. If the federal government, if, so, so this is the big problem. This is why I feel like the country is on the verge of blowing up, collapsing, whatever you want to call it. Texas has to abide by the votes of California when it comes to the federal government. But California is breaking the federal rules to strengthen itself. So imagine you, you got a roommate and your, your roommate is taking your stuff and selling it and then using that money to pay your rent or whatever. And you're like, yo, you can't do this. You're stealing my stuff, basically. Well, you know, I pay more rent than you, so I get more say. California is breaking the rules bringing people in, then arguing they should get more say than everybody else. Why would Texas or Florida want to be a part of a union that allows that? that, that that's it. I know that the national divorce question is huge right now. The, the, only, the thing that gives me pause about this, and I understand your question, because it seems like it makes it impossible to work with each other. But I, I just want to remind everybody of what the woke mantra was in 2020, right? It's disrupt and dismantle, right? That that was the whole thing. And it seems to me that the left has done a lot of disrupting, and it, they're leaving it to the right to dismantle a little bit, where it's like, okay, we've disrupted all this stuff. Aren't you super mad at California? Well, then we need a national divorce. Because what I keep reminding people of is that, you know, first of all, the more you talk about divorce, the more likely it is to happen. Uh, that's if you've ever been in marriage counseling or anything like that. But the other part of it is that, it, that the only thing that's keeping the global oligarchy from from taking over completely, I believe, is the Constitution of the United States. And if you have a disillusion, if you have a divorce, the Constitution is gone. I mean, it, it is yep. in effect gone. And so then we have a serious problem because then we've actually brought we brought to the left what the left wanted in the first place because they disrupted and we dismantled. So I would just I would I understand the sentiment, and I know it's difficult, but we've been through worse times, right? But it, the Constitution it's, it's is basically gone as it is because red states don't do anything. Republicans don't do anything. There has been a growing contingent of people, say the MAGA movement or whatever, who have been resisting. The establishment is, is, is freaking out, and they've been freaking out. But you take a look at Mitch McConnell, who I love this. He was asked about Nord Stream. Who could have done it? And he goes, well, it certainly wasn't us or something like that. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. Russia blew up their own pipeline. No sane, rational person who pays attention to politics thinks that. But this is what they do. This is what they think of you and how they present, quote unquote, facts. So what, is, what does this mean for us if we, have, if, we, if we have a constitution or otherwise? Are they infringing on our rights to free speech? Yes, every single day. Are they infringing on our right to keep and bear arms? Yes, incessantly. They even infringed on the Third Amendment with the COVID lockdowns. By mandating that people who are in the U.S. armed forces could not be evicted. That violates the third. Don't even get me started on the Fourth Amendment. Come on. Unwarranted search and seizure, the mass spying programs, Fifth Amendment. Dude, there are people who are locked up all the time. January 6th is a great example. The list goes on and on and on. But do you think that the left is the only ones doing that? I mean, we've that's, had, that's I mean, why I'm saying it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So, yeah. the, so the idea now is sit back and let California cheat and break the law. And abuse people and, and let Democrats do it nationwide and riot and burn down buildings or say no and get a national divorce. I think that we have there's I think that a national divorce is a little too extreme. And I think that I've I made an argument on Twitter that at this point, I think uh, Convention of States is the is the only legal means 
to get to have to have a divorce. It says to I actually just, dissolve uh, with that because the thing you were talking last night about um, the Civil War. The thing about the Civil War is they didn't have the the states to call a convention, so that the, it was technically illegal. Right, so this, for the states right. to secede because they couldn't actually make the amendment. If you call a Article Five convention, you can actually amend the Constitution. It's not going to be easy, but it's a whole lot easier you can't, than though. living without electricity it, because call, we had a civil war and the infrastructure destroyed. Calling a convention does not get you the requisite votes for changing the Constitution. It simply brings people to a room who then argue again. It, it, and so you can you can you can make amendments to the constitution which then have to be voted on and ratified right. by the states but independent right. but independent of dc yes and then we don't have enough states to even call a convention and if we did i would say half of the red states are going to go slow down there democrats and then do nothing you're not wrong but the uh, but so, so the- what we have right now is we are in, a, in an abusive relationship where we're being pummeled and beaten in the face and people are going, but if, but if you leave him, you'll be homeless. And I'm like, I'd rather sleep under a bridge. The point, the point is you have to exhaust the legal means that, that are afforded to the population for, for, any, for any, anything to be legitimate. Sure, sure. You have to go through all legal and, means and first. National right. divorce is the statement asking for a legal it is, but again, I, it, you are you are enabling what I believe is behind the disillusion of America or the disillusion of us as a people. You're giving them exactly what they want because I don't again, care what they want. Yeah, it, well, that's not an argument. It, it, I think it is an argument because if you if you're playing into what the plan is. Because it'll be worse after you don't have the protection of the Constitution, albeit it may be weakened at it, this I point. Dis- I disagree. So, States have their own constitutions. It's like saying my significant other is mercilessly beating me, demanding I leave the house. But if I do leave, I'll be giving them exactly what they want. It's like, or you leave, and then you stop getting beaten, and then you be responsible for yourself. So I'm not saying a national divorce is the guaranteed absolute way to solve these problems. I'm just saying the argument that we should sit here, take the abuse, and then cross our fingers is also not an answer. Well, but you also have the, you can fight back through the legal means to stop these things and you have more you have more tools to be able to do that within within the system that we have within the constitutional system that we lawsuits have lawsuits have just and barely begun right like, exactly right, lawsuits Listen, have just barely begun this and is, you do this have this is the the, the 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 naivety okay california will do will not stop these the, these cult members are hell-bent on, on imposing everything about their psychosis on the rest of the country and the other side, which is independent, conservative, post-liberal or whatever, are saying, please leave me alone. But please leave me alone doesn't stop abusers from trying to destroy you and harm your children. And so we're at a point now where the, we, we've got Marjorie Taylor Greene and other people like Michael Malice and Luke Rutkowski, among many others, saying maybe a peaceful divorce, a national divorce. And now you have many conservatives coming out saying, no, that's a bad idea because then we lose this, we lose that, we lose this. And I'm like, actually... I think the cities will collapse in two seconds without the rural areas that prop them up. The, these people seem to think that national divorce means state borders. No, 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 no. That's not what it means at all. It likely would mean if you look at the secession movement in Oregon, in eastern Oregon, it would strip the rural farmland from the cities that are oppressing them. And the people in eastern Oregon are trying to secede first and foremost just from Portland, basically, so that they can join Idaho and be it, working with a community that more agrees with them. That's step one. That's not even national divorce. And Portland says, 
F you know, because the people who live in eastern Portland are poorer, but produce the food and the resources the city needs to survive. You cut that off, the city ceased to exist in two seconds. So if there was a national divorce, I'd imagine Los Angeles, New York, Portland, Chicago, etc. would crumble and people would panic and it would be sheer chaos as they went to farms and desperately begged you for food. Now, California as a state produces a ton of food, but the parts that produce the food are all conservative. So what would happen if there was a national divorce? Would the people in California be like, guess we're stuck with California? Or would they be like, the borders are dissolving, we're with them? But, but you also have to remember that the people producing the food make their money and their living by selling the food to the cities. So if they're not selling the food to the cities to the people who eat it, then they're not making money either. So it's within their... it's. It's in their best interest to keep that you know leverage lane means? open. I know. I don't know. It's leverage. I get it. But it, but it's also it's it's leverage on why, both ends. Why do because the there's no, supply and demand. The only, why is it that the cities have leverage over the people, the workers? Why is it that the guy who works at BuzzFeed and writes articles about Brad Pitt's uh, junk is getting four times the income of a dude who works the field picking crops? How does that make sense? We as a society value a dude who goes on the internet and says Donald Trump is Hitler more than a guy who grows the food we need to eat. That makes no sense. And if there was some kind of, we don't even got to call it a national divorce, some kind of restructuring and an, an assertion of the leverage and the, and the authority of those who actually make this country work, then you would see cities collapse overnight yes, or see. desperately. And that's, that, now. That, that's where language is really important here, because I think that you can do that within the system that we have. Yeah. Is that if, that if red states and their governors and, and their legislatures were to actually put their foot down, right? And trust me, I live in the reddest state in America, and I get very frustrated with exactly what it is that you're describing here, where it's just like, oh. Oh, you know, oh, well, let's do the 2030 plan and, you know, make a bunch of money off of whatever when they when they should be standing up to these other states and, you know, filing a, uh, a lawsuit like Texas did against Pennsylvania when with the mail in voting. Yeah. And hopefully we could have a Supreme Court that would actually take up a case like that because it was really important. You're playing but, the game of Monopoly with people who are cheating and, and they keep going, well, I'll just keep trying and eventually I'll win. And the people who are cheating, def they, they definitively believe they are justified in doing what they do because they're morally right. So what we need is, okay, before national divorce, we need a real a realignment of the leverage. The one simple thing is that the producers in this country, of which they're, they're, they're growing increasingly less, to just outright say no to those cities. Sorry, we no longer drive our trucks and deliver to you because you're destroying this country. See, the problem is most people, and, and the reason we're in this mess is because most people will tell you, I agree with you, but I will do nothing to bring risk to myself. Matt Strickland comes on this show and talks about how his restaurant was being targeted by ABC, by the government. They seized all his booze. They shut him down and he refused to back down anyone. Then he gets phone calls from people saying, what you did was amazing. We support you. What can we do to help? And he said, do the same thing, brother. And they go, oh, no, I would never do that. I will only stand back and hide in the shadows as you assume all the risks for yourself, tell you to keep doing it while I watch you get steamrolled by the government and then do nothing to support you because, well, you know, life's not that bad. Right. Well, and we see that kind of thing on the internet all the time. I mean, just in, yep. in a, I live where, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. And like, I have two where it's my Twitter account. People were, oh, man. were terrified to touch me because my Twitter is exactly. still terrified to touch me because my Twitter. Account. No, it, I know. I think I've experienced that and we probably all have it. Nobody will come to your aid, even if they know you're right, because they just don't want to be, you know, mixed up in the cowards. drama. Right. Yes, yep. they're cowards. And that that's really disappointing. <laughs> I had, some. We, we did this skating event in D.C., and I was warned by some industry guys. They were like, hey, man, like you shouldn't go to D.C. and do this thing. People are really mad. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of heat. And it's, you know, we're worried. And then I'm like, dude, I live here. 
I, I live in the DC area. I go skate where I feel like skating. And you know what happened? Nothing. The locals skated, got a few fist bumps, gave out a bunch of skateboards. A crowd was there. We cheered. We all skated. We filmed. Nobody said anything negative. These people live in the state of fear over a boogeyman that doesn't exist. Yes. And they're scared to speak up because, you know what? Maybe the reason YouTube allows a show like this is that us talking about wokeness and the cult puts it in the minds of people to be afraid. Right. That when we say people are afraid because these things happen, that reinforces it. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's frustrating that we get to the point where Marjorie Taylor Greene says national divorce, and there are people who are still just like, no, 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 slow down there, Democrats. And I'm like, dude, if we were at the point where we know for a fact that California is bringing in non-citizens to fluff their numbers and give themselves more federal power, that is a very serious act of corruption that is destroying the union. And Texas knows it. And Oklahoma knows it and Nebraska knows it. All of these red states know it and they do nothing. They let California cheat and then just do nothing. What are they supposed to do? Well, uh, I think the federal government, well, I'll put it this way. At this point, it seems like the federal government is unwilling to enforce these rules. The Texas v. Pennsylvania lawsuit was a good start, but they need to start cutting off trade and and it should be like sanctions. The idea that Texas allowed a man's child to be taken to California for sex change surgery or medication is insane. Why would Texas allow that to happen? Imagine if you lived in a state and a parent said that they were going to bring a child across state lines to kill them for medical assistance and death. And the state went, that's fine. It's like, so there's no law protecting life. Okay, we got a problem there. Texas or any other state that allows a person to cross its, cross its borders to commit crimes elsewhere, then we have no rule of law. I mean, imagine if you, you took a kid across state lines, the federal government agrees with what this woman is doing to this kid, and they won't do anything about it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And no one else will. Okay, you, you, you could say that we can't have a national divorce, but as far as I'm concerned, when you're at the point where Colorado says no limit abortions and Oklahoma says no abortions at all, and California says sex change for kids and Texas says no, but the federal government is siding with one side that's breaking the law, there is no government. There is no United States. There is no constitution. It is simply people holding on to an image or a memory they once had, wishing that it was still true, but it's not. But then the option is just force. Right. The option, the option is, is loss of confidence. The option is, as a business, don't trade with California. Look at what the liberal states do. They bar their employees and the government from going to Atlanta or otherwise. They, they put restrictions on companies doing business with other countries. I'm, I'm sorry, other, other states, uh, other counties. We'll, 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 we'll recover it that way. But Republicans don't do the same. Mitch McConnell sits down and goes, well, slow down there, Democrats. Well, the, and people keep voting for him. There, and they an, keep voting for McCarthy. And we get the same thing over and over there's again. There's an economic reason for that because you have like states like Oklahoma on the whole do not have the money and the income that California does, right? I mean, they don't have the business. They don't have Google. I mean, they're starting to get it now. Google's starting to inject itself into red states, which I'm just like, guys, hey, <laughs> don't, don't be careful what you wish for here, you know. Um, but 
they they we, they don't have the the large businesses you know in Montana that they do in in California, and so they're in many ways dependent upon that that 21st century income that they see the world going towards. It's, and so it, 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 they feel like it's a little bit, they've got them over the barrel. California. You know? It's the fifth. If it was a country, it would be the fifth largest economy in the world. Right. Alone. Just the state. It apparently pulled in $3.63 trillion in 2022 gross, gross state product. Uh, the, the largest in the United States, the largest economy of any state in the United States. So it's kind of like asking a kid to stop eating the breast milk of its mother. Like, no, it, it, it's like California asking, is our Western economy. Like it, it is the, the mouth of our entire port system, essentially. Well, so, so start with this charge, California three X taxes for sending for, for, for their goods going into your state. Say, okay, California, if you want to sell your products in our state, then you got to pay a tariff. You got to you got to pay a, a, a state, you know, import fee. Yeah, and so then they just go, well, yeah, we'll just do more business with China. Good. You know what I mean? Like, Bye. <laughs> have a nice day. You know, this, and, this, this idea that yeah. the, the right is unwilling to boycott or unwilling to say no, they're unwilling to forego their luxuries. Then, then lose by all means. Then lose. If you would prefer to have peaceful slavery, by all means, don't let me stand in your way. However, if you would like to assess the situation and realize that with with freedom comes risk and responsibility, well, then the choice is yours. If you want to go out and, if, so, so for us, for instance, we decided we want to get away from the cities and we come to West Virginia. And there, there, there are risks that come with leaving a city. We, we can't get internet in the new place we're at. These are challenges. It's ridiculously expensive. Internet costs several thousand dollars per month out here. Costs 90 bucks in the city. But I would rather spend that money than live in these areas, supporting what they're doing. So for a lot of people, they choose peaceful slavery over dangerous freedom. And you know what? That's part of freedom too. By all means, be, be that, live that life. That's not for me. You know, I'd, I'd rather give the middle finger and say, I'm not going to support your machine. Now, don't get me wrong. There are varying degrees to which we have to uh, coexist and, and, and be strategic. I'm not saying it is simply put that we all just stop watching Disney. My position on this has always been, I don't expect the average person to just boycott Disney outright and not watch anything from Disney ever again, because that's unreasonable to the average person. But we have to build the cultural infrastructure to shift them away from it and make things that make them say, I'd rather watch this instead. Mm -hmm. Yellowstone's a great show. Yes. Some people have called it woke, which makes no sense to me. The show is very anti-woke. Support shows like this, which has a bit of nuance in it and is, in my opinion, relatively anti-woke. It's got some good woke moments that I think are fine, but it's mostly like... There's a scene where the one there's an environmentalist and she's insulting the family and a character says, I don't know a lot about about this environmental stuff, but I'll tell you this. You don't change anyone's mind by insulting them and their family in their own home. And I'm like, here, here. I like right. that stuff. Well, but that's that's a, kind of like what I was saying earlier is that we are now just labeling people so much. If there's a woke moment in a show, the show is woke. Right. If there's an unwoke moment in a show, the show is unwoke. Right. And then that just bifurcates us into this point where it's like, OK, everybody says that we want to you know, have a, a parallel economy. I get that. I think that makes sense where you have places to go. And that's that's the free market. Right. But when we start pejorativizing or demonizing these shows like like because I love I love that show, right? I hate the woke parts of it. And I just point that out to people. I use that to say, look, hey, this is what's actually I believe is wrong about this. And I use that as a teaching moment and then enjoy the rest of the show. Right. And it seems that we're unwilling to do that because there is market influence that says, well, I'm going to create the unwoke version of the show. 
you know, and then and then you see that in the clicks and the influencers that says, go watch this one when we could all so, gather around the same show and, and enjoy it. We are seeing some positive moves. West Virginia, for instance, Florida, getting rid of ESG. The state saying outright, we don't do business this way. We need more of this. We need more red states to outright ban companies that break the law. ESG is illegal. So you're, you're looking, simply put, you're looking for states to states state legislatures and state uh, governors to step up and say, okay, we're going to. That's 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 one element. Okay. That's Vivek Ravaswamy's platform. Yeah, that is it is Vivek's platform. The other element is that we as individuals have to be conscious about the products we buy. How about this? Here's a start. When you go to the grocery store, if you see something, take a look at where it's packaged and produced. And it says California. Put it back. Don't touch it. Don't buy it ever again. If you see something that's coming from a red state, there you go. There's the product you buy. Better yet, Google search the company. Are they doing ESG? Don't buy their garbage. Yep. Because I don't expect you to stop going to a grocery store. I don't expect you to stop buying whipped cream and ho-hos and ding-dongs. Just buy the cupcakes that are coming from people who agree with you. So download Public Square, the app mm-hmm. that shows you businesses that agree with American values. That's phase one. Creating a parallel economy can prevent the need for some kind of national divorce if as a culture, we shift back into the things we value. But having a parallel economy, if you don't have a unifying spirit or a unifying message uh, that connects you as a, as a country, will actually, I think, spur a national divorce. You know, and it may lead to that. I and I, and, I, and I say, I'm not saying that we shouldn't do it. I think you, if you want to, you spend your money where you want to spend your money. Right. And if in, and people creating options of that within the market, absolutely do that. But uh, let's make let's make a movie and music studio in West Virginia, yeah. and we'll start producing film. I mean, look, the Daily Wire started making movies, and uh, they need to invest as much as they can in that space. It's very very hard. It is very hard because it's partly because of the ESG of it all. Because you can't get you can't get good uh, loan rates if you don't have a good ESG score. But right? you know, you just do that's low, currently lower that's currently in in. Like that's at the active situation now. It like, is. Really? Yeah, it is the active because if if you don't agree with these, they give you loan rates yeah, based I'm, upon I'm, your ESG score. And I'm this aware. Is what Ramaswamy is talking about a lot. It's that yeah. and where he was the first one to come out. I'm I, I'm really glad that he's in the race. We talked about Trump, and I, I read Vivek's book Woke Inc. Uh, go out and read that book because it really pieces it all together. But he he pieces all of this uh, together and shows you exactly how these companies have injected themselves into government, right? And and this whole mechanism is using to break down the American spirit. Yeah, it's uh, to 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 stop us from seeing what we do have in common by constantly throwing in front of our face the politics of division. You know, and so I'm glad, I'm glad he's running. I, I think Trump did a great thing here, but I know we're, we're kind of off that topic. No, I think but, the left and the, when people say left, right, red, blue, that that is the division that is the path to destruction. Like that's uh, Mao Zedong. He was like, let's talk about the rightists. He created a, a group of, of society that was on the right. And that was the best way to divide people. So I, I don't like thinking of terms of like, you've got to be in a camp because as soon as you think that way, you're building a reality that way. But everything in our market forces right now is pushing us towards that direction. That's what I noticed. People are Every, choosing. I don't think direction. it's a direction though. That's the thing. It's like an, it's like a system that's calculating and wants a certain output. I want to, I want to throw an idea out. Do you, do you guys really think that it is 
left versus right, or do you feel like the left is really consolidated and it's the left versus everyone that doesn't line yes. up with the left? Yes, it's like a it's technocratic versus everyone else. It's a uniparty yeah. situation because you have a lot of Republicans out there that pretend to be Republicans when it's convenient for them, and everything they're doing under the radar is right aligned with what the left wants. Whether you're talking about the 2030 environmental uh, plan that that Biden has and and the Democrats have had for a long time, you see red state Republicans buying into this on a regular basis while they go out and say, well, you know, I, I we banned abortion. So, you know, that's good. But we're, we're leading the state down the same thing, the same situation that made California, California today, you know, and that's really frustrating in a red state. So I don't think of them as like red. I mean, I, I understand the idea of being able to talk about things in binary, like you're the, there, right, I'm right. here. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. But we are one in the eyes mm-hmm. of God. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> so I, but I, I think that sometimes I wonder if, if my own peer group has been brainwashed in the last seven years to think in terms of division and that just acknowledging the division is the division. I, I disagree. I, I don't care what you call it. You call it the cult, call it the left, call it the woke, call it whatever. There's a group of people that are a cult. And that's all that matters. I yeah. see the World Economic Forum being involved in it, trying to manipulate it. It's like technocratic Absolutely. cultists. I, I see that cult for sure. It's one of it's many Greta Thunberg cults. attacking the United States, but ignoring China and India. It's ignoring not, East not, Palestine. Not a you single know, yeah. one of these activists showing up to Ohio and yeah. saying, this is what we're talking. No, they don't care at all. It's people like AOC making up fake problems and lying about what happened in the Capitol. It's that video of the dude with the earpiece pulling people into the Capitol. You see this video? Mm-hmm. I've heard about it. There's a video of a man with an earpiece and he's grabbing people and throwing them into the building. And a woman's yelling at him saying, you're, why are you pulling us in here? You, you're forcing us in here. And he's got an earpiece in. Did you see the video today that came out uh, with the police officer saying he was screaming, they set us up. I mean, standing right outside the Capitol. They set us up here. We've That's been why left they out didn't want to hang. release it. Exactly. I mean, and <laughs> the fact that that hasn't made national news is an outrage, right? That, like, I imagine Tucker Carlson will be handling that. I, he shortly. should. Somebody he should. Is that available to watch right now? Not it's, yeah, on it's, on on Twitter. On Twitter. it's on Twitter. Yeah. The issue is you have a cult. The cult doesn't care. The country is split between the cult and everybody else. And everybody else includes traditional liberals yeah. mm-hmm. who consider themselves disaffected, libertarians, conservatives, mm-hmm. and even anti-war leftists who are economically left but don't adhere to the establishment. So how do we unify that group of people to I avoid don't... the need for a national divorce? Because if we, if we, if you want to call it the silent majority or just people that don't think they have anything in common. The silent majority are the Biden voters. Trump yeah. supporters think they're the silent majority, but they're not. They're the, they're the active paying attention people. Most people are not paying attention. They are silent because they don't care. They don't want to be involved. See, I feel like the, that that uh, Bill Maher video about the that he put out recently about uh, where he likened the woke to Maoists mm-hmm. and the Cultural Revolution yes. yep. uh, in China and acknowledged that there is a, a Cultural Revolution going on here. I think that that is the kind of impactful video from the kind of person that can actually make the average normie realize what's going on because your average person i think your average person still thinks that communism is bad generally they don't i don't i think that but they they don't know what communism is when they hear socialism they think medicare for all when they hear communism they think you know, Mao Zedong and Stalin. I think that's generally the way that, that people react. And I think that if people can, 
if you can make get people to make the connection between woke uh kids at colleges screaming in their prof- in their professors faces with the red guard screaming in the faces of the chinese uh, right. professors if they can if you can make that connection that will do significant that, damage to yeah. the uh, to the to the to the woke agenda or whatever you want if call you've it. not listened to james Lindsay on this subject you need to I, go do it because i am new screaming about james yeah Lindsay me too time. brother yeah. and and it, it he has been talking about mal and the cultural revolution for yeah. three or four years him and michael uh, o'fallon over at sovereign nations have been talking about this uh for a long time and i'm glad that bill maher finally picked it up yeah. uh, but it's going to take more people like that to to highlight the the exact same process that happened in China in the 60s and the 70s is happening now. And if we can show them the evergreen, like with Brett, Weins, Brett Weinstein, you know, the evergreen video, that opened up my eyes. I'm like, holy crap. Yep. You know, so we need more Bill Mars to who actually have some of the ears and the eyes of the left to bring on James Lindsay, to bring on these people that really know this subject and can show it to us. This is, this is why... I have been harping on building culture more than anything else. Yep. Yeah. And it's very, very difficult, but that's the path forward. When I had these industry guys in skateboarding tell me, oh, you better watch out. If you do skateboarding, bad things are going to happen. Nothing bad happened. They need to maintain the fear that if we enter cultural spaces, we will be physically harmed so that we don't. Because when we do, uh-oh, all of a sudden, young people are looking up to us and they're like, hey, that's really cool. I want to do that too. So the biggest threat to the woke machine is all of all of us and everyone listening, making culture, performing shows, go to a venue, write a song called FJB Mm -hmm. and then sing the song on stage at a venue and just be bold with it and be like, that's how I think. Well, it is what it is. And write a whole let, record called Victim of the New Disease about communism. Let, can, I, can, I, can I just say something about this? Because I, I, I've been involved in the arts my whole life, music teacher, all of that. The, the organized music education in this country has been completely taken over. And what people don't understand is that music is the most effective form of propaganda that you can have. It's, and I use this uh, loosely, but you have people that sing in church together for a reason, because when you're all singing for the same message, they've actually done, they, they've attested this, your heartbeat starts to beat at the same time, literally, because you're singing in the same rhythm with the same sounds with the same people. I think it's one of the main reasons they wanted to shut down churches during COVID because, you know, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am also was, it's from the Bible. But the arts in this society have been completely taken over. And when you're talking about the American Choral Directors Association or the American Band Directors Association, that their whole job is to uh, knit together teachers from across the country in public and private schools alike. And now they're unifying behind this woke message, behind this Maoist version of the way that they want society to be. And it's very scary. So I would encourage Republicans, if you're listening at all, or conservatives, libertarians, classical liberals, let's get involved in organized arts uh, in, in the school level. I think it could be very effective in helping us turn back the, the woke monster that we're seeing prevailing over I, our I country. Wanna, I also want to acknowledge the danger of cults in general, like within my own ranks, within the people. Like right now, I identify with a lot of people that consider themselves Christians. They're the go to Christian mm-hmm. church in some way. And I'm looking at Joel Osteen. Osteen, is that how you pronounce his name? You know, this Osteen. guy is a mega church uh, pastor or, yeah. or preacher. He made like $54 million last year. Don't get me started on that. My father, I, my, my parents came out of that situation where it was the name it, claim it, you know, word of faith movement. And they are crooks. 
I mean, they're crooks because my father had nothing. My, my mother had nothing. And they would give over their last, not to their local church that could help them, but they would hand it over to Kenneth Copeland or Joel Osteen or whomever uh, and say, well, I've done my part and the Lord's going to give me a new car. And they died with nothing. They died with absolutely nothing at a, at a young age because they were putting their faith into something that was just, you know, a mile wide and an inch deep. And so I, I, they're crooks. I, I, and I'm a Christian, but I have something very visceral against people like that, that, that take advantage of poor people through their faith. I think it's, it's what led us into the woke movement as we know it today, is that kind of belief. Part of what so, erupt, made Jesus irate as well from the stories is the people trying to profit off of absolutely. the message. I think that, and it's tax free. It's tax free because it's a religion. Joel right. can take their money, and mm-hmm. he doesn't have to pay taxes on it. It's mm-hmm. complete. I mean, that is what an abuse of. And they walk into his church expecting to get something of depth, and what they get is a nice, you know, frou frou. Oh, I feel good as I leave. Kind of a television ter- church show, and they get nothing of depth from the Christian faith in that. And it has done. I think it's done as much as anything the left has done to to put people down the disaffected road with Christian values, with the, some of the values that our country was founded on that actually helped keep us strong. So I, I'm right with you on that. I, I have nothing good to say about the Osteens. But <laughs> yeah, that brings a lot of people from, if you want to call it the left, to the right, to the reason is when you when people are willing to acknowledge the flaws in their own faith, that yeah. the business that has erupted around their faith, that's like people that aren't even involved are like, wow, maybe this person is actually oh, I, co- cogent. I think there's a simple distinction between Christianity, for instance, and wokeism in terms yeah. of ideology. ideology oh, and it's of that One seeks, with Christianity, there is something beyond you as a human being and beyond everybody. With wokeness, you're God. It's you. You are owed things. The world must change for you. It's, it's, it's yin-yang almost. It's well, the, the belief that there is something greater than me, and so it's not about me. And then there's the woke side where it's, I'm owed and I deserve. Well, and he, again, go listen to James Lisney, what he's talking about Gnosticism, right? Yes. It's, a, it's a hermetic, it grabs a hold of a faith, whether it's Christianity, Islam, it doesn't matter what it is, and it infests it to a certain extent and turns it, the doctrines and everything towards what its political motive is. It and we- so it is it inherent. wears your ideology like a skin suit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so go go listen to James Lindsay and what he's talking about Gnosticism because what you're describing there is exactly what he's talking That's about. That's the Malthusian. I, I like that. I actually identify with that kind of thing. Like, I am God. There is a God beyond me, and I am God. Together, in, to, we make God. That Jesus was God, yet there was God. But without you're not him. Jesus, it's, and, and so, no, but, it's but different. It's, no, yeah, it is different. It's very much it's the very same. Much. God flows through us; it animates our bodies, so we are part of it. But so when you, you can start say, looking at yourself as somebody who can who can be on on the plane as God, then you have nothing beyond yourself to search for, and therefore, the only thing that matters is what you care about in the moment. That's, and that's that's what James has been talking about a lot: is that if you see yourself as a version of God or is on equal par with God, then you're automatically just going to completely divorce yourself from anything natural in the world. You're going to say, well, if I feel like a girl, I am a girl, right? And if my son says he feels like a girl, then he is a girl and I'm going to make him into one. That's what it, it turns into. If you see yourself as that level of, of deity. Yeah, it doesn't end there. It doesn't end with I'm God and therefore I control. Rea- it's, it's I am God and God is, I am. There, it's both. Uh, if, if you can't maintain both thoughts at the same time, you're doomed to chaos. You've mm-hmm. got to understand that you're part of it. But the minute you start thinking of yourself as God in any form, 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Then you've lost the plot, I think, because it, there, there is a God and then there is you. Would you say that to Jesus Christ? Absolutely. Here? You tell me he'd lost well, the plot? Well, Jesus Christ, I believe, was a, a different... Uh, Part of the situation, community. right? I mean, yeah. he was he was divinely inspired. He was here for a purpose, and then he left. Right? He he died on the cross for our sins, and then he rose again. And then he said, "This is th- this is the faith that you need to be saved in the afterlife and beyond." But he didn't say, "Hey, Ian, you can be just like me. You're you're the only begotten Son of God too." No, he said, "You are one with me, but you are not me." Right? You must live towards a goal. You're never going to be perfect. Right? But you. Striving for perfection is what makes life worth living. Making the mistakes and then repenting and then doing better the next time is what makes life worth living. But just seeing that no matter what I do uh, is right because I'm God, that's a completely different thing. We're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and head over to TimCast.com, become a member. Because once we wrap up this show around 10 p.m., we will kick off the live, uncensored, members-only portion of the show. After that show wraps, the live, just the recording remains on the website to be watched at your leisure at any time and will be part of a massive library of existing content. The only difference between what we used to do and what we're doing now is that you can watch as we record. So before we would record it, then upload it. Now we'll just live stream it, and then it's boom, there forever for you to watch. So hang out live. You can chat. We're setting up a Discord so that you can not only chat for the members-only live show, but even call in. We can do a voice channel where you can actually talk to the people on the show. It'll be a lot of fun. And like with radio, I imagine we're going to be telling a lot of people, you got to turn the, turn the computer down. Turn the, we're getting echo. We're getting echo. All right. Hillbillary Clinton says animals and crops are dying in East Palestine, and it's due to the government releasing chemicals and trying to be covert about it. Now, will you finally say MK Naomi? I don't know. What does that mean? I don't know. That Naomi Wolf? MK Naomi? <laughs> MK Naomi. No idea. Say it. Say it. Say her name. Well, I did. All right. Smoking Man Vibe says, I bet Biden knows the, ca- knows the calves, but ask him about Ohio and he knows nothing. He is such a liar. Isn't that right, Ian? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I was just reading about MK Naomi, dude. It's a CIA research program. Have you oh. heard of this? Chemical oh. warfare program oh. Oh, from the 50s go. to the 70s. This is nuts. I'm sorry. What was that last super chat? Was that directed at me? says, I bet Biden knows the calves, but ask him about Ohio and he knows nothing. He's such a liar. Isn't that right, Ian? Yeah. Well, he loves Ohio, but don't ask him about it because he'll tell you he doesn't know anything about Ohio. <laughs> Not a lie, though. <laughs> Not a lie. On second thought says, which is harder for Joe elected Biden? Stairs or a complete sentence? Answers, please. Yes. And then a bocus emoji. <laughs> Little bocus you guys, emoji. You guys want to yes, see a little yes. bocus tonight? That's I was thinking about answer. bringing Bucko up a little uh, late little, night. little bocus Yeah, on I'll the go show. grab Bucko. I'll be back. All right. Powder PZ says he had balloons tied to his gun and Biden shot the balloons with missiles from an F-22. <laughs> that explains it. The balloon story was because it was carrying the uh, the weapon there. Uh-huh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well. Nombizzle, a.k.a. James, says, I watch in the a.m., at work gets me through the toughest part of my day. As a letter carrier, I just wanted to say I wore my SSJ Trump shirt today before I knew Trump was going to Ohio. Awesome. The Super Saiyan Trump shirt we made. Oh, yeah. yeah, Kamagamaga. 
<laughs> I, w- I went to an AI and I was like Donald Trump going Super Saiyan and it's Trump yelling, ah, and his hair is very nice. All right. Okamihoro, Okamihoro says, do everyone in actual service by covering where the individual is shot. This fact matters a great deal in the chest. That's right. Yeah. Copper Lobo says Norfolk Southern Railroad is owned by Vanguard, BlackRock, and J.P. Morgan. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, but like to be fair, they own everything. So that's you know. true. Brandon Hampson says, Tim, in regards to the unalive case, you're missing the obvious. The guy shot himself with a ghost gun. Aha! Oh. 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 Red Wing Blackbird says, Did Kurt Cobain have connections to the Clintons? Ooh. Yeah, that explains it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Bobcat says, Gary Webb or Danny Casolaro granted most journalists who investigate the CIA mob DOJ trinary tend to commit suicide in impossible ways fairly often. And they do because the alphabet agencies want you to know mm-hmm. that they can say whatever they want and make it obvious. It's a warning. That's right. All right. TNT for you says, Tim, come on, man. The $500 million isn't coming from our tax money. It's just being printed for future generations to pay for. Technically, it's also just being extracted from your buying power, from your savings. So when they print money and then give it to Ukraine and they buy stuff with it, you work hard, you put money in the bank, the government then just fabricates money to give to someone else. They don't work hard. They spend it on war. But that money gets spent back in the United States, causing inflation, and your ability to buy things for your hard work goes down. It's an invisible tax where they're extracting your hard work and you don't see it happening. That was the trick. One day, some dude said, listen, if we go to all the people and tell them to give us a dollar, you know, they're going to get really angry. If we just make the dollars, we extract from their labor because their debt is, is the guarantee for this money. Meaning the fact that you're willing to accept these dollars in the first place means the money has value to somebody else. And then the more we flood the market, the more we extract from your buying power based on your labor. So you're giving your money away, but you don't see it happening. And that's how modern monetary policy works. We got, oh, you just ran under the table. You got a bocus. What's he doing? He was sleeping. He was sleeping. You woke him up. I a nap, but I thought I'd bring him up. Well, you got to close the door. He's looking good. Yeah, he looks great. Where'd he go? Yeah, he's down here. Phil's got him. (laughs) He's just standing there doing bocus stuff. (laughs) We're going to need some bocus emojis in the check. You want to get him on the table? Get it going. You got him, Mr. Bocus. I'll bring him up. No, he's not having it. Yeah. All right. Lord Lucas Ward says, where is the bloody UFO? (laughs) Ian with a one roll. (sighs) Oh, there's Mr. Bocus. Wow, he's looking real good. Yeah, he's he's been dancing around. Hopefully those stem cells have been. I brought him on last Thursday. I think it was shortly after he got an injection. So he was exhausted that day. But this is, I mean, he just woke up. He's looking all right. Well, I was, listening, I was listening to the Daily Wire morning cast on the UFO situation, and they were saying that they had an explanation for all of these supposed UFOs that the Pentagon was, you know, calling UFOs at the point. You know, it was one was from like a bottle cap company, like where they were just putting up a balloon or, or something like that. But they had an explanation and none of them had to do with, you know, aliens or anything like that. But they were they were sure enough, very cryptic in the moment. Uh, while all this stuff in East Palestine was going on to make you think, oh, it could have been a UFO. We got so, all the bocus emojis in the chat. They love you, bucko. There he is. He's just You're doing a good, sitting a there good job, bro. doing bocus stuff. Come here, bucko. He's ruling the table right now. We were, we were told he'd be dead in a week. Wow. Yeah. That's and then amazing. we got him medicine, hormone treatment, fluid injections. It was, it was very expensive. And now he's getting stem cells and he seems to be... Uh, He's, he's getting a little thicker. He was yeah. really gaunt. He was fading, and now he seems to be coming back. I he think gained about a half a pound. 
half yeah. a kilogram, half, half, half a, a pound. pound. It was a fourth of a pound the first week, then 0.02 kilograms the second week. Wow. I measured him lately. I think the stem cells might be working. I think the hormones in the fluid probably helped. One of the reasons for the weight loss might, may have been the anemia. Hmm. So, you know, he, he's, he, he, we don't know how much longer he'll have, even if he is, his treatment is working, but the stem cells may be what uh, give him a few more years. He's a long cat. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, this Mr. Bocus. Legit. All right, what do we got here? Eyes. Austin Brown says, podcast of the Lotus Eaters has been showing the absurdity of the UK situation. A million plus a year coming into a country the size of New York State. Jeez. You know? Jeez. David Toronto says, so Tim, we should leave them in Florida, Texas, etc." No, my point was Texas should have the right to deport people. That's it's that, that simple. Texas and Florida should deport them back to their home countries. There you go. Yeah. How you going? How's it, how's it going, Mr. Bocus? What are you doing? But what Thirsty. what is pre- preventing them from just doing like California yeah, does and ignoring the federal law on it? Letting them in. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean. The issue with deporting is that it's, it's an issue for another country. Yeah. Texas can't talk yeah. with. I think you got to put a little bit more water in there. No, he's got it. Oh, yeah. Look, he's thirsty. Does he? Is he still drinking a lot of water like crazy? No. Because that was, that, that was a sign that his kidneys were failing. He kept drinking water. Yeah, I think the new food has offered him better hydration. When he was, even with the new food, he was drinking water like crazy. I think it's the stem cells. And he's still getting fluid every other day. Shout out to Kim. I mean, it's, this is a, it's a, it takes a tribe to raise a, a young one like this. Kara's been doing a fantastic job with him, too. He absolutely loves her. All right. Pat Meadows says, did Biden observe Ash Wednesday? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. He had the, uh, the, the ash on his forehead. I thought it was a bruise from him falling down, but it was the ash. Falling up. Yeah. Oh, falling yeah. up. Falling Excuse up. Me. Sorry. Right. Sorry. Well, Biden's <laughs> ashes were made of burnt, uh, cremated babies, though. <laughs> cremated abortion, aborted <laughs> babies. Brado Jacko says, open borders cannot work with a welfare state, election corruption, and zero social cohesion with no understanding of American civics or the Constitution. Agreed. Mm-hmm. He's, he's really jamming his face in there. Yeah. I think he needs you more water. More? Yeah. Get it, bucko. Oh, that looks good. Oh, he's a he's Very a nice. he's a thirsty friend. Yeah. There you go. Matt McCartney says the Constitution does not apply to anyone in the country. A tourist or non-resident immigrant can't buy a gun here under any legal circumstances. The Constitution absolutely 100% does apply to anyone in the country. The fact that they don't let people buy guns means they're infringing on your rights. But it does. There have been numerous Supreme Court cases about the Fourth Amendment and the First Amendment and basically all the amendments. The Constitution applies to everybody. It just means that uh, at this point, they're infringing on almost every element of the Constitution. The Constitution is a, is a list of no's for the government. It doesn't tell the people that they're not allowed right. to do stuff. Exactly. So, All right. Ryan Ellis says, Cali will never turn red. I deliver medication to halfway homes and dementia hospitals. They let those people vote. Guess who they vote for? Yeah. California was red up until what? Like 90... 1988 was the yeah. last time it, it voted for a Republican. Was, Crazy. Uh, George H.W. Bush. Yep. But there, there's a systemic method that they use to turn it what it is today. And the scary part about that is I see the same thing happening in Oklahoma right now. What, so, what is it? Where, where you have... It, it starts in the universities where you have this... In Oklahoma, they have what's at, at OU. They have what's called the strategic research verticals, where you have uh, the the university with a with a plan to build public private partnerships beyond the walls of the university to create or, or to push a an agenda that really lines up almost point by point with the WEF. Uh, and right now, it's all around ESG. And what they do is they 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 start 
implementing programs like, for example, in Oklahoma, they're doing criminal justice reform. Well, there are some good parts about that. But what the left sees is, wait a minute, now there's a red state we can go to, right, that's cheaper to live and, and import a bunch of Californians from California and Oklahoma. And all of a sudden, you just start turning the state blue. And that and then you just start giving more and more people more subsidies, more uh, government uh, assistance. And over time, over 30 years, you end up having California. And that's kind of what happened. Chris Rufo covered this before he started covering CRT about how there was kind of a, a flag that they threw up uh, saying, hey, look, homeless people come here, right? What they did in San Francisco, what they did in LA, we're going to build you low cost housing. Almost nobody lives in that low cost housing. It's still sitting there, right? And lots of people made money off of building it. But all of the homeless came there, right? And and they, they get, you know, free food, they get free cell phones, they get all these other government assistance, and they vote, because people go out and hand on the ballot, and then grab it and bring it in and turn it in. And that's what you're starting to see little by slowly, especially like in the college towns in Oklahoma, and it's designed to spread out. Uh, and I've been trying to warn people there, hey guys, all of these things that sound really good that weaponize your empathy, that you know, this is to help people isn't always exactly what it seems. So we should watch it. Yeah, y'all should watch Yellowstone. Yes. Because some people are like, don't spoil the show, don't spoil the show. Okay, I won't spoil the show, but a lot of this stuff uh, plays a role in the show. Mm-hmm. The simple version is you've got people who are from Montana, which there's, you know, the, 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 the joke is no one's from Montana. And then you have people from New York and California who are liberal elites with lots of money who use it as a playground mm-hmm. and there's conflict. Well, and, and in Oklahoma, they just brought in Google and gave them charge over collecting data for the state. You know, with with Chrome pads and things like that. So it's 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 a hairy scheme because you get a lot of money, you get a lot of that tide that raises all ships. But the tide seems to be really like communist red. <laughs> Normies get out says, look at the liberal states that get blasted by the Supreme Court for violating the Constitution and their two way laws. They just change the law slightly and reapply it and rinse and repeat. That's right. When they shut the churches down and the courts, I think it was a court in New York said, hey, you can't do that. They went, OK, I'll just issue a new executive order doing the exact same thing. And then you'll have to sue me for that, too. Mm-hmm. Phil's uh, Mr. is, is in, hanging out with Mr. Bocus over there. I'm popular. He Mr. Bocus. <laughs> Mr. Bocus is enjoying himself. All right. Where we got? Lepardi says convention of states to throw California out. Yes. A convention of states where the what is it? What, what are we on? Amendment 28. California is no longer a member state of the union. Bye. Someone was saying. That's better than a full national divorce. It might have been <laughs> Thomas Massey. We had a politician on and I was asking about national, or uh, not national divorce, but um, conf- con- convention of states because I keep yeah. thinking like that's a solution. That's a way forward. And I was warned. He warned me that it could be weaponized. Absolutely. It, it needs to be. Now, I don't know the, the, the details. You can follow at COS Project on Twitter and they have all the deets about the progress of a of the effort for a convention um it has to be limited in scope and the delegates have to the delegates from the several states have to abide by that so if something is brought up that is outside of the scope agreed upon everyone has to get up and leave and uh, or or something to that effect there are there are ways to put guardrails on it i'm not the expert that can tell you the details about it. But, uh, but yes, it is definitely, I mean, it's an extreme measure we have, you know, to even to amend the constitution is actually fairly extreme because the amendment process is intentionally rigorous. It's not supposed to be easy to do these things because we're supposed, we have States that have the 
have the capacity and the the they're empowered to pass laws for the several states. Each each state can make basically whatever law they want. So to make an amendment to the Constitution is supposed to be a big deal. The fact that people say, oh, you know, we should just do this or just do that. The federal government should do that. That was that all this stuff is outside of the federal government's initial charter. Like the things that the federal government is is empowered to do are listed in the Constitution. The things that the federal government is specifically prevented to, from doing are listed in the Bill of Rights. And then any changes are in the in the amendments that follow the, the Bill of Rights. And they're supposed to be hard because of the way that our our but, government is supposed to but protect the administrative rights. state has taken advantage of that absolutely right? because absolutely. that's a, you know um there's uh vivek ramaswamy has said that he wants to have an eight-year term for people in the administrative state you know that if you serve eight years you're done. I like right? it. Term I limits, that. Term, term limits, limits for, for, for politicians is is not as attractive to me as term limits on bureaucrats. Exactly. That's that's that you should really not be able to work in a three letter unconstitutional yeah. um, uh, apparatus for that long because you will amass power just by being there yeah. for that long. Yeah. And so I, I really like that idea. I think that every I think I think that's the direction we should go. I had not heard that, but that is that that is to me seems like a, a far better idea than the idea that you get rid of politicians every you know well i think you should get rid of them both i mean i think you should have term limits across the board but you shouldn't be allowed to camp in the cia the fbi the irs for all of these years and amass power and push your political agenda under the radar there should be an apparatus where the president i mean the president can't even fire a lot of these people which is ridiculous that's ridiculous you know what i mean but at the very least let's have a constitutional amendment or, or a law or statutory law that says your eight years are up you find a new job you know what I mean? All right. Disobey says the Fed offered all of the states several million to expand red flag laws. Kansas was offered 2.6 million. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this is part of Biden's plan to help with the spill. Oh, <laughs> yep. interesting. Yeah, I can see that. That they would want some sort of like red flag thing. They're like, you, we give for you, you give mm-hmm. for us. But see, they're in a state of disaster right now. So that should, well, that's should be the no perfect opportunity pro-pro. for them to take advantage. It's crazy, of it. crazy. That's like, yeah. All right. Merrick Miller says, don't eat any what chef want, what chefs want products in Colorado. They are ordering employees to perform illegal and unethical policies and procedures that are a threat to public health. Hmm. Interesting. Not familiar with that. Hillbillary Clinton says, but Biden says you can't have weapons like us. Planes and nukes are what people would need in a civil war. Otherwise, you would be conquered. Guess I'm paraphrasing, but it's close. Yeah. And uh, maybe he has an answer for, I don't know, Vietnam or Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. the reality is a, a, an F-22 can't occupy a street corner. A lot of dudes named Muhammad in Afghanistan are like, yo, I think you're wrong, man. Yeah, yep. and now they have all of the American equipment. That Thanks for the behind. night vision, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Hillary Clinton says again, how much do I have to donate to your machine for you to notice me? Which machine? What are you talking about? I notice you. We see you. That's Hill- right. Hillbillary. Hillbillary. I like the name, too. And <laughs> Val 90 says Ian needs six more chaos emeralds to go supersonic. Okay. Okay. I've got, I've got emeralds downstairs. You know what? I will bring an emerald up tomorrow. That's a good one. I Thank always you. thought it was funny that in Dragon Ball Z, the like the, the brown eyed black haired dude, when he became super powerful, super, he turned blonde and he got blue eyes. <laughs> Racist. No, no, for real. Like, what was up with that? And then Sonic was the same way. When Sonic went supersonic, he would turn gold. And it's like, okay, gold, I guess. But like, 
Goku and Dragon Ball Z is like, I'm going to become really powerful. Oh, and then his hair turns blonde and his eyes turn blue. I'm like, there's something weird about that. Just yeah. like Aryan nation. Yeah, some, <laughs> some weird, something weird about that, huh? And they that, all do it. Naruto, the, Naruto is from Japan, right? Yeah. Uh, it's leftovers from the war. But Naruto's not Dragon Ball Z. Oh, they don't wow. go Super Saiyan in that. Okay, my bad. In Naruto, he just, like, the nine-tailed fox spirit. So is Dragon Ball Z <laughs> made in, in Japan? Dragon Ball Z is Japan, yeah. Yeah, okay. And, and the funny thing is, anime in Japan is like, Man, I, I can't remember what neighborhood I was in, but they have like big bill, billboards and art of Goku and, other, and Lupin the Third and other characters that have been around since the 70s or 80s. To them, their ca- cartoon characters are like movie stars almost. But I guess it's also kind of like Mickey Mouse yeah. or yeah. Donald Duck. The crazy thing, though, is in America, our famous cartoon characters are, you know, like what, what is Mickey Mouse famous for doing? Like driving a steamboat or something? Yeah. <laughs> and then and then Donald Duck complains about a lot of stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. Their cartoon characters are famous for, you know, like flying, blowing, like saving planets and, you know, doing martial arts or like, I guess Lupin the Third was a, was a thief. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if, yeah. Well, our more modern cartoons like X-Men and things like that, but I guess they were yeah, comic but we, books but like, first. But so. uh, we, 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 we have Mickey Mouse everywhere. Yeah, that's true. They have Goku everywhere. Yeah. Goku is like flying around beating people up. Hmm. You know, he's a good guy. He's not a bad yeah. guy. You know, he's beating up the bad guys. But Mickey Mouse doesn't do anything like that. Mickey Mouse is just going, oh, or whatever that's all about. <laughs> Japan's so awesome. Yeah, it's a cool place. Have you been there before? You know, they have yeah. like, they have I stores. Good. They have whack-off stores. Yeah, they do. What, what? do you do it in the store? Yeah. You go in the store, and then they have like a variety of objects and towels, and yeah. you go into a room, and it's like the weirdest thing I've ever seen, but it's like a normal thing in Japan. It's like, it reminds me of Idiocracy, where you get a latte. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you, you, you don't even understand what like Japan there. Freaky, be- freaky, deaky, man. It's weird. Yeah, yeah I was in I was in Japan in 2011 at the at the earthquake. Whoa! Oh really? wow! Yeah, yeah. I was on CNN. I talked to. They interviewed me and stuff. Yeah. Oh, is so it? You're I was in, in deep Tokyo. state. What? <laughs> yeah. <I'm on> the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Bucko's had enough for the night. I'm gonna say goodbye, and Mr. Bocus. And Mr. Bocus is off. Oh, sorry, buddy. Let's you know, I've never been in an earthquake, oh, but I was in in the deep south uh, in about an hour from New Orleans during Katrina. Ooh. So, no. yeah, it was rough. It was rough. All right. Let's see. We got Audio, uh, audio Somatic says, hey, I just uh, I saw Jordan B. Peterson in Everett, Washington on the 19th. He announced a new group he is helping to put together that is going to combat the WEF. Look into it, please. I yes. think we've talked about it. Mm-hmm. But he wants to do it in London. It's like, why London? I don't know. It seems, seems like a bad place to do it. It does. You know, like oh, Charlestown, West Virginia seems like a good place mm-hmm. to do it. <laughs> and I'm only half kidding. It would be very convenient for me if he did it here. But uh, you've also just got West Virginia. It's, it's the second most MAGA country, um, a MAGA state in the country. That seems to make more sense. What's the first? Florida? Uh, no, it's a... Uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. It's got to be close. No, I think it's Wyoming. Wyoming was the uh, most Trump supporting state. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Price says Naruto is also blonde hair and blue eyed LMAO. That is true. Naruto is blonde with blue eyes. And then I guess the Elric brothers had like reddish eyes. Yeah, they were blonde though. And their dad's name was Hohenheim. So literally it was like a German, Germanic name. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. I never understood that. I'm like, why are Japanese people making all these shows about? And then you get Attack on Titan and like it's all German. Literally. Yeah. Like the buildings and everything. Yeah. yeah it's uh, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. You know, we're trying to tell us something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. World War II? <laughs> Maybe. Caleb Genre says North Dakota pumps a million barrels of oil a day, or used to. Why does North Dakota only get one house seat? We're an energy powerhouse, plus we grow food. Well, it's called leverage. Yeah. 
You should probably leverage population it. Yeah, population. That's yeah. why. The Badlands. Because Reason says, I'm not suggesting anyone is famous. However, if you were, and some people on the show are, how do you stay humble for no reason? Well, Phil, how do you stay humble? Uh, I try not to... I try not to think of myself as as different from anyone else. I mean, I I'm very much a normal dude. I do normal dude things. Like I don't do like <laughs> rock star things, really. I mean, I don't drink. I don't blow lines. I don't. You know, I, I'm not into into meth. So, <laughs> Did you know. used to be like a crazy rock star? I used to drink too much. Um, actually, this month is five years. It was five years on uh, um, February 14th since I had my last sip of booze. Um, but yeah, I, I quit drinking because drinking, it didn't do anything positive for me anymore. There, was a, I, there are so many reasons I stopped drinking, I, I can't even begin to get into them. There was literally nothing good that came from drinking and more bad things than I could ever list off but i can imagine beating something like that or stopping something like that it does help keep you humble because you saw yourself in the worst possible position. oh yeah, yeah i mean yeah, I, I mean, yeah like falling down in a face flat, flat in a gutter that'll that'll humble you oh yeah i mean it, i tell you what that there is there is nothing nothing that humbles you more than waking up and being like oh god i did say it <laughs> so uh someone someone chatted i don't know if there's a super chat someone chatted edward elric had blue eyes uh, yes, it's super 503 Dank says the Elric brothers both had blue eyes, which is weird since you know they're dead. No, they don't. Uh, the Elric brothers have yellowish hazel eyes, I guess you'd call it. Mm. Yeah, I, I, you know, yeah. I, but, you know, just whatever. I'm being pedantic. I, I'm colorblind, so I'm really triggered by all this. So. <laughs> Japanese people really like this concept of when you become powerful, you get blonde hair and blue eyes. That's, that's all I'm saying. I don't know yeah. why. I don't know why. What was that all about? You know? Nervous. Dalton <laughs> says. Disavow. <laughs> Dalton says, do you think the military majority Republicans are willing to fight in a war? Biden has made a point to happen. I think U.S. military folk will want will uh, will get out draft time. Yes, perhaps. I don't know, though. It's a hell no from me, bro. I don't think that no. the uh, well, Steve Dace just the other night said absolutely not. I think right? Steve Dace said it best. I haven't heard someone speak out against a war like that and since like clips of dudes in Vietnam. I just had my first daughter and my first child and I can't imagine. I, I, I'm right there with him. You know, I'm not sending, especially our daughters. I mean, come on. There's no way I'm sending anybody to fight and die over there. I think that, I think that the Biden administration intends or would intend on Ukrainians doing the foot, most of the footwork and doing essentially the same thing that they had done in Afghanistan for the last four years of the occupation. Special forces, uh, some direct action guys, but mostly Ukrainians, and then drones. And, and then lots and lots of materials. Yep, lots yeah, of materials. Military lots industrial of, complex, yep. right? Yeah, because that's profitable, and mm-hmm. it keeps the population in the U.S. happy because you don't get a lot of body bags. Yeah. So you get a, a bunch of dollars that get pumped into <laughs> all the states because of the way that the military industrial complex has broken up the mm-hmm. production of everything. The F-35 is made in like every state in the country. Yep. Every state has a part that they make. So the wow. whole, the, the government, and they do that with all sorts of different uh, products that the, the military industrial complex it produces. It sounds like sustainability. Yeah. Like they, the WEF. Right. They spread it across. Well, they spread it across the country because right. Congress people are like, oh, I want to get a little piece for my district. So they go ahead and they get they have all the 
the production of stuff spread across across the country. You have very few Americans coming home in body bags and stim- stimulating the U.S. economy by pumping money into it all across the well, country. It's a win-win. War is a win-win yeah, for the government, the especially modern of, war. The University of Oklahoma is explicitly it's in its strategic research vertical says that, you know, aerospace and defense, you know, it's specifically having to do with weather. I don't know exactly how that works, but it's invested deeply heavily. And this is a public state funded university. So. Oh, like controlling the weather to destroy your opponent or, or, you know, individual carbon footprint trackers, right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, like yeah. That. Then, because then they can tax your carbon. They tax, they can mm-hmm. prevent you from doing things in the real world because you've used up your carbon. Right. You've used up your allotment for carbon. So any, and it could be whether it be, everyone gets a large amount or more than likely everyone's going to get a very, very small amount. And if you have a social credit system, that's going to be connected to your carbon usage and they can basically have a digital gulag where they keep you locked in your home or locked in your 15 minute city and you're not allowed to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to, but you can't get anywhere. You can't charge your electric car. Yeah. Because you you don't have enough carb. You have, you can't, you know, have enough carbon. And what will end up happening is that people will figure out ways to sell carbon credits and there'll be a black market for carbon. Mm-hmm. You, I guarantee that because big companies are going to have carbon credits that they're going to, that people will figure out ways to siphon off. There'll be a whole new economy selling carbon to people that have lots of money and it'll still be rich people doing whatever the F they want yeah. while the poor and the middle class, well, the middle class gets decimated there'll be fewer in the middle class and the poor are going to be stuck in the pod all right we'll read uh, one more here cleft the misfit says akira toriyama has said the reason goku and others in dragon ball z are blonde as super saiyans is because he got sick of coloring in their hair that's yeah, awesome that's right. i believe it yeah. i believe it all right everybody if you haven't already would you kindly smash that like button smash it and subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. If you really do like it, it's the best way to help. And become a member at TimCast.com because we are going to launch the members-only live portion of the show. It's now live. That means once the live is done, it will exist on the website in the archive forever. You can watch it anytime, same as this podcast. But if you want to hang out live, you can do so at TimCast.com, which will be up in about 10 minutes. And then uh, moving forward, hopefully by next week, maybe even tomorrow, we will have a Discord, which is a chat server where you can sign up, chat with people all day, every day, and then even call into the show in the members-only portion. So again, smash that like button. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me personally at Timcast. Mark, do you want to shout anything out? Yeah. Uh, follow me on my YouTube channel at UnwokablePod. That's without an E in the middle there. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter, everywhere, Rumble, those places. Uh, I also got a substack. It's uh, unwokable.substack.com. You can follow me there. And I really appreciate it come out and hit that subscribe button for me too that'd be cool what's up i am phil that remains on twitter i am phil that remains official on instagram the band is all that remains uh check us out we do fun stuff play metal it's sick <laughs> yeah ian crossland what's up everybody follow me at iancrossland.net if you want to mark that was really fun yeah man i like talking about theology yeah it's fun and god that's that's very much enjoyable yeah, you should come on my show and let's talk about okay, it. okay. let me know when hit yeah. me on twitter or something um and the ufo in case you're wondering is here and will be spun in the future we just had a little bit of fun with it who was that yesterday we had on there wheezy wheezy f baby the one and oh, only yeah. anyway <laughs> this is uh this is an aquamarine in case anyone's wondering it's it's refracting the light from below thought it looked pretty cool all right see you later yeah, we've been uh, putting interesting things on the UFO thing, so I'll take credit for that. Sorry, Ian. <laughs> you win. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm at Surge.com on Twitter. 
And uh, to, oh yeah, Phil is motioning me to say tomorrow we will be on the Pop Culture Crisis Except podcast. I to tell it. Yeah, yeah, uh, it'll be fun. Uh, that'll be during the daytime. I think it's like two o'clock, three, three o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Check us out there. See you guys later. And uh, we'll we'll be live over at timcast.com. If you go to the the homepage, in about ten minutes you will see the members only live. Click it, and you can watch. There's comment system. It's not too great just yet, but come hang out with us, and uh, it will improve in the future. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all in a few minutes. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.